0: The week where Pluto is upon us this coming week. Welcome, listeners, to Podcast 1A. Hello, everyone. Oh, shit, it is, isn't it?
1: Spider-Man, Spider-Man, why can't it be tomorrow so I can play spider <laughs>
2: uh. <laughs> See, I respect you for... Rest- we're- oh, wow. Wow, none of that came out. Jed, I respect you for holding restraint for not talking about Pluto first, because... How are you doing knowing Pluto is next week?
1: Uh, they literally, literally, uh, literally, the reason I'm holding up is just the desire to play Spider-Man 2
2: tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I still need a PS-fucking-5. Well, you can get a
0: new one at a premium of what the old ones used to cost, but why would you do that where well, you can probably buy a used one for cheaper?
2: I mean, fair, but I also like... I should maybe wait for some charges to clear and the almost 600 ish dollar final right stuff order I made should go through. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Pluto is upon us in just a couple of days. We have been anticipating this for six and a half years.
3: Since the beginning of this show, people. It's been that long. So yeah, we are here, and we have quite a bit of stuff to get to there's a bit
0: to talk about yeah and a little bit of uh peeling back the curtain a bit we're doing this on a different uh day so uh if slash when this is up late uh, you'll know why if you any of you have ever tried to edit together two and a half hours of audio piece by piece to make sure everything sounds good you know how long it takes it takes about three times as long to edit as we as it does to record.
2: Yeah, I can imagine that for sure. Yeah,
0: because I'm stupid and I like to edit everything individually for maximum audio quality because I don't know how to actually record a Discord call by itself because technology has not improved that far yet. We can we can put
2: a man on the moon, but we can't find a way to record Discord calls competently. There's a lot that we can and can't do. There's just a lot going on in society in general that just people won't.
0: <sighs> if you can put a man on the moon, you can give me a way to record Discord calls directly from the app,
3: God goddammit.
2: Or... And hear me out
3: on this one. Go fuck yourself. How about that?
0: <sighs> Why do I get the feeling we're going to be hearing that a lot in this show? I don't know what you mean. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we have quite a bit of stuff to get to. New York Comic-Con happened. New York
2: Comic-Con did happen.
0: Yes, that that thing did happen. We'll talk about some of the stuff that came out from there. There was a discotheque day that happened
2: this week. We're going to talk a lot about that. And a couple of solicitations, including one that literally dropped today on a Thursday.
0: Yeah, it, we're in the post-write stuff era now, so things might get a little messy for a bit. Oh, we'll
2: we'll get into that in uh, a bit.
0: Foreshadowing, people. Foreshadowing. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, to borrow from a show I've been watching as I've been sick for the last couple of days, Letter Kenny, let's get the chorin'. And we shall start with some main stories. First, with, uh,. Something that sort of popped up in a jobs listing website, and now we know what that was for. Crunchyroll has launched a new 24-7 linear fast channel, a.k.a. a free channel that you can all watch uh, for free.
2: This feels like one of those things that you feel like should have happened a while ago, but I guess, like, once they just became Funimation this became a lot easier to actually have English-dubbed content more readily available to have, like, varied programming.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember the Funimation Channel back in the day. Uh, I never had
2: it, but. Yeah. So, <laughs> so guess what? History is doomed to repeat itself, because... Oh,
0: oh, 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 okay, about that. Uh, I'll, I'll just hang on to that for just a moment... I'll explain why this is a little bit different, but uh, to to continue with this, this is a free ad-supported channel. It's a fast channel. You can find on Amazon Freebie, I think, uh, LG Televisions, Roku Channel, as they call it, and uh, Vizio Watch Free Plus, which is what I have in my home. So I get this free channel, but I don't have a goddamn crunchful app on my Vizio TV. Come on, people, hop to!
3: So kind of like a little bit of a compromise there. But uh yeah, the the list the the lineup of shows has been kind of
2: eh so far. I actually did have been getting some updates about this from people who have been going through it. And honestly, credit where it's due, they have a shockingly varied variety of stuff because the because the initial press release Uh, Only mentioned, like, a handful of things. Horamiya, Ranking of Kings, Moriarty, The Patriot, Psychopath, Ari Frueta, Sugar Rapper, Fairytale, To Your Eternity, Code Geass. There's even more than that. Because I've seen, like, Yu Yu Hakusho, Angels of Death, The
0: Works. Yeah, I've uh, watched a bit of Angels, Angels of Death, and
2: it's not that good of a show. It isn't that great of a show, but holy shit, Dallas Reed...
1: Uh, I mean, the nice thing I can say about Ace of Death is that there isn't anything quite like Ace of Death, for better or
2: worse. The 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 game is pretty fun. I'll say that, having actually played it. But no, show's not great. Holy shit, Dallas Reed! That's wild stuff. And so yeah, they were having a ton of fun with that. So something I was actually told about now that we're a week removed, uh, buddy of ours, who's actually been watching stuff on the Fast Channel was worried that like it was just going to be the same four episodes of every show on there, because they just aired four episodes in a row, then did another show, but then kept playing those same four episodes over the course of several days. Apparently, as of week two, it took care of that, and actually is playing like five through eight of a bunch of those shows Hmm. on the schedule now, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, with fast channels, you don't get... I'm going to say a lot of heads up on what's going to air like these are just channels for everything from sitcoms to dramas to game shows to sport highlights they yeah. do make money that's why mm-hmm. Paramount bought Pluto for a billion for like and they got like a billion dollars in ad revenue one year for it
1: yep I will continue to shout it until the end of time The ad Alley really was just a few years ahead of its
0: time uh... Yeah, and uh, regarding this whole uh, history is doomed to repeat itself, here's why this is just a little bit different. It's not as big of a financial commitment as the whole channel. And also, the game has changed in regards to how television operates today. Let's go back in the day of the Anime Network. It was... I think at one point, a, a live 24-7 channel before just becoming an on-demand service for various cable outlets is what I was able to access when we got cable in my house back in 2007. And I saw some shows that admittedly weren't all that great, but it, it was there. It was fine. It just sort of ran its course once you know cable on demand sort of petered out and stopped being a priority for people. Hater. The Funimation channel, on the other hand, that was a 24-7 live TV channel, only on some platforms, like way high up in the tier in, in the tier and channel listings. And for what it's worth, it was fine. And then Media Blasters bought it, and
3: they've done fuck all with it. And Neon Alley was just way too ahead of its time. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm so sad, because that one actually had, like, stuff from multiple listeners.
0: It was just too ahead of its time. It would work today. It 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 would have! (laughs) That's the part that sucks. Yeah. If they had just put in, like, maybe one more year of service for it,
2: it could have gone places. It could have succeeded. It really is bittersweet knowing that some... It, they, It's fun when some fail because they're just absolutely incompetent. It's sadder when it's just, like, bad circumstances and you know they would have been fine today.
3: Yeah. That's actually how I watched all of Monocomagica and Fate
0: Zero on Neon Alley. Crazy. God, did we miss it?
1: It's how I got introduced
2: to Nana. Introduce Crazy. Rest in peace, Neon Alley, and yeah. hey... Honestly, this is a great little thing if you want to check out some new stuff and you're just, like, don't want to put anything on to watch. Or you're at somebody's Roku channel household in, like, Maine on a late weekend night and you're like, hey, I don't want to go to sleep on an air mattress. I'm going to sleep on the big couch and then just find out that there's a bunch of uh, fast channels on their Roku and find out stuff like film rise anime and uh retro crush so now i can pull this on
0: i imagine this will be available on more platforms later
2: on i'd imagine so very early this feels like the kind of thing that i think they're going to stick with and i for all that we will criticize Crunchyroll for and believe me we're gonna i'm pretty sure this is actually like a decent accessible idea that will get more people to want to watch the things. It's a good. It's a yes. good. It is actually a genuine good. Oh, God. I can't,
1: I <laughs> well, can't. Which is, I can not appreciate it for the next
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: let, me just, let me just say this before
0: we move on. I find it kind of funny. This is a collaboration with, of all things... Game Show Network, because that's the only Sony television network
2: they own and operate. Yeah, I saw that. That's insane to me. That is the only television network they have. But that is really funny.
3: Yeah. Alas, from the good comes the very,
0: very bad. So, unbeknownst to a lot of us, there was a class-action lawsuit uh, between certain individuals and Sony Pictures Entertainment and Crunchyroll that alleged that Crunchyroll violated the U.S. Video Privacy Protection Act by disclosing subscribers' personal identifiable information to Facebook and other companies. Oh, boy. Womp, womp. This was filed in the District Court for the Northern District of Illinois uh, September of 2022. And for those of you who have been reached out, you may be entitled to compensation. Specifically, approximately $30.
2: Hey, you could buy a good plate of sushi for that.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, but pay. I mean, pay. Hey, I put it for it.
0: Or maybe an anime Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is free money, and we're all about getting free
3: money around here. Here, 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 here. So, um... If you, look, if you find information
0: on this settlement, there'll be a link in the description. Uh, check and see if you're eligible for you know financial compensation. As it turns out, I'm not, because they never reached out to me, but, I, I mean, it's, it's $30. It's not, it's not that big a deal.
1: Uh, so, uh, I mean, if you're subscribed to that time, you should be fine. If you put in a request for it, they'll probably tell you something. Yeah. That's
0: what I did. Well, never hurts to try. Free money is always good.
2: But yeah, it it's this feels like one of those like I guess I could be mad, but it's like uh, yeah, of course they did. Just remember, every platform steals your data and uses it for various purposes.
0: <laughs> if you're like me, you don't care anymore. The problem was they didn't disclose it, and that actually is a problem. Yeah, that's against the law. You you have to tell people what you're doing. But. To- yeah, as for me, I'm at the point where I just I just, I don't care anymore. I'm a nobody. Do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. I get, <laughs> I get 15 goddamn credit card offers every day. I don't care anymore.
2: I think that's kind of the problem is that they have de- desensitized us to the point we don't care anymore and that in itself is also the problem but we don't have time to digest that level of complexity. <clears throat> we got time to talk about some other shit. Yeah, like
4: if, mm. if I had
0: money, I would care, but I don't, so I don't.
3: Anyway, after that little discussion, we shall now move on to a subcast for
0: Hayao Miyazaki's probably not final movie, The Boy and the Heron. So,
2: there's something interesting that I feel they disclose about this. They disclose the fact that they worked with the SAG-AFTRA for a, a dubbing agreement to make this happen, because they kind of had to disclose that because of who they got in to work on yeah. this. Yeah, they worked with
0: SAG-AFTRA and with Ghibli themselves to get this cast together, and it is quite the interesting cast. So, as one, Soichi Maki, our lead,
2: Christian Bale. So, <sighs> the specific reasoning for this was explained by the G-Kid CEO, Howell's voice actor in Japan came back to play this character. Uh-huh. So, in turn, they got Howell's English voice actor to return to play this character. And I think there's that's the logic and methodology for a couple of these uh-huh. two. But that's the big one I could find.
0: Yeah, so... They're basically doing a disney cast here from back in when disney handled all the ghibli movies from uh forever but might actually promote it
2: i mean i mean they better <laughs> it's g kids <laughs> like literally ghibli is like one of their biggest biggest money makers and it's like of course they're going to go all out
4: uh-huh.
2: yeah so
3: as the voice of um the parakeet king <clears throat>
0: I walk for miles inside this pit of danger. A place where no one follows me. I walk alone. Um yeah, uh Dave Batista. Yeah, holy shit, good on Dave Batista. That man yeah, is, <laughs> is whom, I, good whom, whom you all may know as uh Drax from Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers. Um Glossu Robin Harkonnen in Dune, uh, Duke Cody in Glass Onion, and
2: uh, the wrestler uh, Batista. So, um, You ever think yeah. about the fact that Dave Batista is more respected as an actor than Dwayne Johnson now?
3: Hmm. Yeah, oh, that's funny. Yep.
0: Okay, next up here. As Natsuko, we have one Gemma
3: Chan. Cool.
2: Cool. I did not research any of these, and I did not research most of the dubs and stuff. I've already got a doc waiting for a future episode I'm working on. Uh, Let me see if I can
0: pull up some names here. We have... What what roles do we have here? Uh, British actress, who is credited for roles in... Let's see here. Uh, Don't Worry, Darling. Riot and the Last Dragon. uh, Captain Marvel. Let's see, uh Crazy Rich Asians, Transformers, the last night. Well, they can't all be winners.
3: <laughs> Interesting choice here. Okay, as Noble Pelican. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, holy shit, Willem
0: Norman Defoe. fucking Osborne.
1: Uh and you know, and you know, and you know the best part of that DefDo movie re
2: <laughs> Yes. You think they're gonna get him back for the re-redo?
1: I mean, it depends on how much he liked it.
0: Uh, oh, and also another uh, Ghibli alum, as he was the voice of
2: Cobb in Tales from Earthsea. Oh, hang on. Completely unrelated. Oh, wait. Oh, so Will Defoe has done a Ghibli thing before. Yes. Okay, so that's why they got him back for sure. Also, by the way, uh, they they announced the announcement at uh, New York Comic Con, th- because this isn't going to really come up anywhere else diegetically. The New York Comic Con Def Note: The musical announcement was a lot. Was a cast album recording. Uh, okay. okay. Probably don't have the availability to get a theater right now because Broadway's always kind of uh, busy with theater space. But yo, you're gonna get a cast album with the guy from Red playing Ryuk.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, moving on, as uh, Lady Himi, we have one Karen Fukuhara. Cool. I'll pull up some credited roles here. Uh, Bullet Train, David Ayer's Suicide Squad, and The Boys. Good for her.
0: I also did some roles in uh, Craig of the Creek as well.
4: Hey. Hey!
0: Okay, next up here, as Granduncle
2: I don't think I have to explain who this name is. Mark Hamill. Yeah, Mark Hamill does kind of speak for himself as far as like his roles and his, his acting legacy and all that. But I hey, recently cool.
5: saw him in the uh, Netflix uh, follow the House of Usher. He was rather
2: good. What is that? I keep seeing that name come up. What is that?
5: Uh, it's one of those shows that was worked on by Michael. I forget his
0: name that did like the haunting of Hill House and all those other mm. ones. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, so yeah, uh, Mark Campbell. Another Ghibli alum. As he was in Gnostica uh, as Mayor Pejitit and Castle the Sky as Muska. And also, you know, um,
3: the Joker, Mr. Salacia, and Luke fucking Skywalker. Just to name a few. Just to name a few. This
2: one's really fun.
3: Now, as the Grey Heron... Emo
0: Batman himself, Robert Pattinson.
2: You can tell they cast this one correctly because you take a look at the gray heron and the boy and the heron, and he looks like a fucking freak. <laughs> Which means good. They did their job and correctly cast Robert Pattinson to pay a play a fucking little freak. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, they're uh
3: they're doing something right with this cast. Mm-hmm. As curico, we have one uh, Florence Pugh.
0: a hey. Whom some of you may know as uh, the voice of Goldilocks in Puss and Moose the Last Wish. Soraya Page Knight in Fighting with My Family. They can't all be winners. Uh, Danny Ardor in Midsummer. Amy March in Little Women. And fashionista, communista, Jean Tatlock in Oppenheimer. Ooh, good stuff. Uh, she was the one he was having an affair with, by the way, in that scene where uh, you saw her in all of her glory, but... Uh, yeah,
3: okay. As Mahitza Maki, we have one Luca Padovan. Hey. I don't think this is a... Yeah, yes, this is a child actor. Let's I see. Didn't... Credentials include... I, I
0: believe there is a child. on
2: Netflix. I... I believe there is a child in this cast, so yeah Yes Yes, as uh,
3: notably in the the Netflix series You and uh, that's good enough for me and as I'm just going to lump
0: them all together The Parakeets Mamoudo Athi, Tony Revolori and Dan
3: Stevens Mm. We are unfamiliar with your work We apologize Alright, yeah, solid
4: cast yeah.
0: Yeah. So there you go. And uh, this will be coming out to theaters on December 8th. Preview
2: engagement starts on November 22nd. Still hoping that they get something yeah. worked out for uh, uh, Blue Giant, but I could imagine that's a neat little project that they could get back to at a later date. Ghibli is like, oh, you do not fuck around with the Ghibli one. <laughs> no,
0: because it's going to be Oscar season very soon. And you know, everyone gets grouchy around Oscar season. Mm. Ugh, yeah.
5: You
3: know what? Fair. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, uh, this next one I'm letting you all handle it. What the hell is up with kindergarten wars? Oh, this is okay. all, This is
2: all chat This is all
1: chat Uh okay, okay, so I can explain this because I've actually uh, been reading the manga for this. So, uh to give a brief kid- description of what kindergarten's war is. Uh, basically, it's like this kind of action comedy thing where there's uh, this kindergarten of rich kids that are protected by uh, this group of supposed social workers who are all in actuality, like former hitmen, who are all kind of like, uh, who are all kind of uh, suck doing that job so in the hope that they'll like, you know, when they be able to have normal lives after they serve their time or something like that.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: so... So yeah, uh, so uh so uh pretty uh, so pretty wacky cat the characters, and one of these characters is uh so, and one of these characters is a uh former hitman who is like really, really addicted to Shoujo manga like so, uh, so, uh, like his whole thing is like setting up situations to kind of like watch tropes play out and it kind of messes with the main characters a lot. So basically there's this So basically there's this one moment where he's in a fight with a bunch of like with a hit squad of murder maids because of of course there's that. And uh, in the middle of that fight, uh, he goes into a random, kind of unhinged rant on all the Jojo tropes he likes. And when I say, like, rant, I mean, like, literally just, like, three or four straight, pa- straight pages of massive amounts of text going over, like, ev- going over, like, every standard Jojo trope in existence.
2: Which is wild <laughs> and extremely, extremely funny.
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, as I can imagine that's a lot of text to translate, and apparently so much that the creator apparently went on Twitter to, like, publicly apologize to the translator for what sex there was.
2: That's really funny. That's, that. that's great. The <laughs> fact that I'm sorry, I needed to do this for the bit, please don't be mad at me, and it's like, you know what, I, I can't be mad at you. But also, I'm not the one translating, so I guess I can't be. I just think this is a really funny thing, and you know what? Kindergarten Wars has been doing really well. I expect we'll be seeing this one come out or come up again in the foreseeable future.
1: Yeah, I think it's something you'd like if you ever get a chance to
2: get it. Out. Oh, I believe that. I believe that. But no, this was fun. Okay, then. Uh, this image looks like a nightmare to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's why. That's why the author's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 Ugh.
0: So uh from one nightmare to another. Boy, I'd hate to be in Congress right now. Oh, these it's... people are fucking idiots. Mm. Uh, but as it turns out, once in a very 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 blue moon, uh, Congress can do something diplomatically after all, specifically in regards to the uh, No Fakes Act. Which aims to prohibit the use of individuals digitally replaced voices and likenesses or appearances without their consent. Something that we've have we have had to witness quite often lately.
4: Mm-hmm. And this
0: comes to us from uh, Senators Chris Coons, Amy Klobuchar, Marsha Blackburn, and Tom Tillis. Broken clock. Mm-hmm. And this will uh, propose that those who create or share replication of an individual for performance in an audio, visual, or sound recording without their consent would be liable for damages caused by the replication. Like with what's been happening to people like Allegra Kark, Erica Lindbeck, and Richard Epcar in the last couple of months. Yeah. It's
2: a genuine secure concern for their career and public image. Mm.
0: Yeah. Not much we can do except cross our fingers and hope this, is, this will go through, because um, all you fucking AI works out there, just get a job. Get I hope a job.
1: I hope y'all are mad.
0: Ugh. Oh, and uh, SAGAPR is going to be working with them uh, to get this going as well, so uh,
2: yay. Now pay the actors what they're owed, Netflix. Oh, we're almost on 100 days, by the way. Don't pass the buck on to us. God, the, I, it's it's so transparent where it's like, we're rising, the prices even more, and it's like, you're not making anything! Ugh. The
5: people angry.
0: Yeah, we're
3: Let's angry. Let's make a store! It's like, fuck
0: off! This is what happens when idea people become the people in charge of entertainment companies. Nothing good.
5: For 23 damn dollars, I will renew my AMC A-list
3: you know, like <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Ugh. <sighs> Things are so terrible. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, this next piece here, I just think is um, a, a little, a little funny in hindsight. So, "Fly Me to the Moon," you know, uh, the, the manga has been on oh. a bit of a hiatus for four <laughs> issues. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically from something that happened recently in Jujutsu Kaisen. Now, I know what you're thinking. I believe it's something different. I believe the absolute shock of Mr. Green Flag himself, Kent Nanami, finally snapping was too strong to overcome, and the author just had to take a break from seeing such besheveled masculinity on full display with many uh, in the audience biting their knuckles like Leonardo DiCaprio at that site, Just...
4: Mm.
0: Or, you know, it could be the other thing that we're not
2: going to talk about because of spoilers. It's probably yeah. the other thing that we're not going to talk about because it, it, of it, it is the other thing. I was just making a joke. No, fair enough, fair enough. Um, uh, so, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah is, funny. It's
2: a very funny little ordeal where it's just like, oh no, I'm so sad. And It's like yeah, yeah, it is funny. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. So don't have much to say. I just think it's a funny little uh, yeah, cute, cute little story that we will need.
1: Uh, uh, I, I mean, I would make a joke, but there's no joke I could make. They want to reveal what we're yeah, yeah, yeah. Them,
2: so, yeah, that's kind <laughs> of, uh, so um,
0: uh, yeah, Mappa. We like to shoot. We like to yell at you, but you you did good this one time with uh, that scene. Well done. You made many in the audience bite their
2: knuckles. It's kind of funny how everybody's been going off about like how hard they're making people thirst over this. It's like, you know what? Yeah.
3: I'd be into it. Mm-hmm. We're just all over the place right
0: now. We have bigger stuff coming up later. Don't worry. This is just our uh, prelude. So, uh, back to Netflix we go. Oh, joy, everybody. This live-action Yu Yu Hakusho series coming from Japan will be debuting on the service on December 14th.
1: Uh, It sure will probably be a Japanese love action
0: It will
2: probably... It certainly will be. It will do what it says it needs to do. I don't think it's going to do One Piece numbers, though. I don't think... I don't think anybody's expecting it to do one-feast numbers. Uh,
1: It'll it'll probably just be perfectly okay, and everyone will move on.
2: I'm okay. You know what? Just being perfectly okay is also fine as is. The fun thing that's going to happen is, hey, who's going to be the live-action dubcast?
0: Let's save that for another time, considering...
1: I uh, I think they'll get most of it. (laughs) I think not will get most of the dead uh, yeah, That's together. Most, it's just a matter most. of uh, who's going to be
2: the new. Admittedly, <laughs> I was just assuming that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I. I. See, when I said that, I was like, "Oh, I. I they're probably going to do an LA cast for that," and I'm curious who they were. And then I was like, "Oh, right. Yeah. That's that's a thing, isn't it?" Ugh. Those in glass houses shouldn't defend
0: sex pests. <sighs> Or however the saying goes. <laughs> so yeah, that's a that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, we'll we'll say that for when the next document drops in the the ongoing lawsuit saga. Nevertheless, we shall carry on. Can, I want
2: that saga to be done. It's so fucking. We all
3: do. He just won't let it die. Anyway, the Harvey Awards
0: happened at uh, New York Comic Con last weekend. For the third year in a row, Chainsaw Man won for best manga. Cool.
2: Yeah, that's cool. I'm sure people are probably salty because why wasn't it X, Y, or Z and all that. But I mean, hey, Chainsaw Man's still Chainsaw Man. It just does seem very silly that it's like it's the same one three in a row. Yeah, so I think by that logic, we can call this award the uh, the
0: Chainsaw Man Best Manga Award because it's won three years in a row, which is, uh, if my math is correct, half of the awards since 2018.
2: Let's just uh, basically the award at this point is just going to be a dragon dildo with Tatsuki Fujimoto's name tattooed on it because you're never quite ready for Tatsuki Fujimoto's wild ride. That was incredibly crass. It was. But you
3: know yes. what? That landed better than I was expecting it to. What does it landed in? I know what I meant.
0: Sure you did, sweetheart. Okay. A couple of video games to talk about here, kind of, sort of. Jujutsu Kaisen Cursed Clash. It is a two-on-two fighting game. It's coming out, uh, from what we understand... On February 2nd.
2: They're sending that to fucking die. Yep, they are. Like, I'm almost kind of in in shock and awe. It's like, what, what the fuck do you mean you're going to send the 3D Arena anime fighter out around the same time as Persona 3 Reload Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth? Fucking Tekken Eight, a game that already has a fighting panda. What? <laughs> what the fuck are you? What the fuck are you doing, Banjo? Uh, uh,
1: I think uh, I think it's a sign of times that anime fighters are no longer the uh, easy cast grabs they used to be.
3: I
4: mean, they're no. putting effort
2: into it. They actually got the dumb cast for it back, which, considering this is a crutchy-roll anime, is equally impressive for a couple of reasons, but uh, that's a whole nother piece of uh, being... Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Catty? Yeah, catty. No. But they're. I, I'm kind of in awe of that, like, it doesn't look fantastic, but it's like, you'd think they would at least... The, the entire beginning of the year is so stacked it's like push it back at least a month don't fucking kill it
3: though you know what's never going to die oh
0: god yeah so Dragon Ball Universe 2 is never going to die i i've been aw. It, this game has been getting updates
2: since it released In 2016 Oh my god that's been even longer than I thought Oh my god This
0: is Bandai Namco's Grand Theft Auto
2: 5 It has been out forever It keeps getting updates This is There's so many people that have been trying to make the next big Games as a service But somehow Bandai Namco Has just been casually making A shockingly successful Games as a service Dragon Ball game And supporting it For 8 years we're gonna be eight years. Yeah, cuz it's coming to PS5 and
0: Xbox Series consoles next year. Cause why the hell not? You might as well uh, so
1: I mean, sure, why not? I mean, hey, at some point people ha- I mean at some point they had to get tired of constantly making the Dragon Ball game. So you know what? This is fine.
2: I mean, just updating it with an older engine is kind of like what they do already for that fucking Dragon Ball card game. Cause like that is just built on the Budokai 3 engine which is like a good old tried-and-true PS2 era.
1: I miss Budokai games.
0: God, well, we'll get that new one Remember when they soon. made?
2: Remember when they straight-up made a spiritual successor to Budokai 3, like, at the tail end of the PlayStation 2's life cycle?
1: Ah, uh, vague way.
2: Infinite, I think it was Infinite World. I want to say uh, it came out in 08-09. Which, like, novel as that was, it was a wild decision to release a PlayStation 2 game in, like,
4: 2008.
0: Yep, Dragon Ball The Infinite World. It came out November 4th, 2008,
2: and it was kind of mid. The idea was there, but it definitely feels like you should not have done that on the PS2, or at least put it on a different skew. Shit, even putting it on the Wii... Anyways, uh, yeah. 48 on Metacritic. Oof. That, Oof. That's bad. I can't believe... Oh God, it's like, what, what even... Like, we could talk about the actual updates. The actual updates don't really matter. It, the news is that it's still getting updates. I'm honestly impressed.
4: <sighs>
3: so, yeah. uh, yeah. The, the, the moral of the story is Dragon Ball prints money. And as we start
0: our New York Comic Con recap, we're going to see just how true that theory will be, because we got the word of what has been rumored to be a new Dragon Ball series coming out in the fall of next year. It is called Dragon Ball Dima, or as I have called it in our document, Dragon
2: Ball Muppet Babies this is amazing so we have talked so jen and i we have talked in the past before that our ideal future of the dragon ball anime series is not and should not be more of the dragon ball super manga getting turned into anime no it should be weird experimental movies that like have the quality animation and are just a bunch of like Dumb ideas or fan servicey ideas, but with like a cool visual flair and it's like a spectacle and it's just a ton of fun. So Dragon Ball Daima is kind of meeting us in the middle, actually. Because uh, I have a I have a
1: theory about this, but I'll let you speak first.
2: My I just want to say this I went from thinking this was a terrible idea to thinking, okay, this could at least be a terrible idea, execution, but execution is going to be pretty strong. And then just going, you know what? This is making the exact people angry that it should, which means now I fucking love it. Holy shit, Dragon Ball Daima, let's fucking go.
1: Okay, so I have a theory about this that I kind of mentioned on Twitter and Blue Sky uh so uh, per, so, uh I don't re- looking over the looking over modern dragon Ball and the trajectory it's gone in the past few years, I feel like there's a bit of a schism going on with uh its created specifically a uh, bit of a division between uh what Toriyama wants to do with Dragon Ball versus what Toei, versus what Toriyama wants to do with it. And Tue so, uh, and Suesa, I feel, are pretty content to, you know, do what the fans want, which is, you know, more, more power-ups, power
2: more, like, Fate of the World, more new forms, Black Frieza, you know, that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, more Escalation. And then Toriyama, on the other hand, I feel, uh, kind of wants to do things a little, more, little bit more low-key, kind of go back to the basics a little bit. And by back to the basics, I mean uh, Dragon Ball being a balance of action and comedy. A lot, more, a lot more comedy. And, it, like, and, it, and you can kind of see it if you look over the uh, modern Dragon Ball stuff that Toriyama has specifically worked on. Uh, Battle of Gods, that, that had pretty low stakes. It was mostly pretty comedic. Uh, Resurrection F, not quite as much, but so had more.
2: But then, like, Super Broly funny. is just an exhibition match. <laughs> like there is no, like there is no stakes really. Freeze is just like, I want to put this Saiyan up against these Saiyans. I wonder what will happen.
4: Yeah, and it,
1: yeah, and then super, yeah, and then superhero, like yeah, the stakes of that are like incredibly low.
4: It,
2: it see the best parts of that movie are when the stakes are low. The worst parts are when they raise the stakes. Anyways, but that's so I, I'm at least agreeing with you in regards to the fact that like. It is very clear that the the uh, what Toriyama wants and what Toei wants are at odds with each other, and I think at yeah. some point what the Dragon Ball fans versus okay, how do I say this? Dragon Ball versus Dragon Ball Z fans, if that makes sense. Yep. So Dragon Ball is specifically people who like the manga. I've seen the original Dragon Ball and are like down for some more fun low cake stuff. And then the Dragon Ball Z fans, I'm just basically power levels, high-action, Goku's a planet-buster bullshit, blah-blah-blah-blah-blah. And then there's Dragon Ball Daima, which it seems like Akira Toriyama is far more involved in this than he has been most Dragon Ball media in quite some time. And what does he fucking do? Turns them all into fucking kids!
1: Yep, uh, yeah, which yeah, leads to the other part of my theory. Is that, like, in that, in that, in, in that, in terms of, uh, you know, Toriyama wanted to go back to the basics, this, I feel like this might be sort of a compromise because you would think, because you think if Toriyama's goal was to go back to the basics, the simple and easy thing to do would be to just, you know, remake, uh, remake all the early Dragon Ball stuff. Like, it's sitting right there and hasn't been touched in decades. Like, it can just do that. The problem is, uh, no, you can't. Like this you absolutely can't like I like, like I went through it last year and it's all very charming and good but it also aids very poorly in a lot of areas. Like there's just a lot of like rountihu Huber, humor and like, Master Roshi
2: just straight up going to like a lot like, of fifteen year old Bulma and being like, I wanna see your panties, girl.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, there's just a whole bunch of stuff they they, they can't get away with it now without having to do a lot of heavy rewrites and by that point it's 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 just not worth it so it's like okay
2: let's have some fun let's kind of go back to basics everybody's a kid now who fucking cares um but also like yeah there's a lot of fun with the idea and visually my god this trailer looks really good Mm -hmm. like this looks pretty immaculate i i've been hearing from the grapevine that this is less like a long runner and more of like an ONA in that it's probably going to be like somewhere in the realm of like 10 to 15 episodes though okay also looking at this trailer again man it's so funny we finally got Goten and Trunks were allowed to grow up and now they're even babier than they ever have been Mm.
0: I lived through Trunks as a baby once before I don't want to do it
2: again but also like also shouldn't Roshi be like an adult man like, even if everybody's old, everybody's uh, younger, Roshi's like 300. <laughs> I mean, age scaling is like power scaling. It doesn't work perfectly. I, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, bear with me on this joke. I apologize. <clears throat> I mean, I guess to Roshi, age is just a number after all. <sighs>
0: Go to the corner and apologize to Stephanie for that. (laughs) (laughs) That was terrible and you know it.
4: Uh,
5: uh, Anyone's looking to join an anime podcast. um...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so this has me conflicted a little bit because I am in a very strange camp all to myself in regards to what I like about this franchise, which is, uh, to borrow from wrestling terminology, <clears throat> big meaty men smacking meat. That's what I like. That's what I come for. And this is the opposite of that. This is the exact opposite of that. I'm all for, you know, the jovial slice of life co- <coughs> comedy
2: stuff. Pardon me. But this... So you like superhero uh, because you got to see Gohan as a dad, but also a DILF too. Yes. Got Whereas it. this
0: is like Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers, I don't, I don't want to see the Power Rangers as kids. I know it was
2: only ten episodes long. I didn't like them. If nothing else, like I'm curious how the localization for this is going to go in general, especially just in regards to like, do you cast? Do you keep? like, the voice actors, or do you give them the younger voices? So, like, do we actually get a series of Kali and Clink being Goku? And you know what? Can we get Justin Briner back as Vegeta? Because for those who don't know, uh, in the Kakarot DLC, baby Vegeta is played by Justin Briner, which just sounds like Prince Dida in Ranking of Kings, and honestly, that's fucking perfect for Vegeta. Hmm. Well, uh, in due
0: time, and uh, also, it's New York Comic Con, so animation... You get an L for not giving people access to this as it was happening, and we had to rely on people in the crowd with their cell phones taking video of it and commentating over everything. Well, that's the true uh, fandom experience. As we've established over the years, Dragon Ball, quote-unquote, fans, are terrible people.
2: Uh, They can be. They sure can be very annoying, too. But you know what? The people that are happy about that, I'm with you. I'm... I kind of turned myself around on the idea, and I think this could be fun, this could be interesting, and it could at least be a bit fresh and unique. Which, what I wanted from modern Dragon Ball animation was something fresh, unique, and not just regurgitated Toyotara fanfic. And you know what? I'm getting what I want. So you know what, Uh, Jets? We win! We fucking win, bro!
3: Uh, yep, I'm pretty tired of the power level stuff.
1: so just give this to me.
2: Like, they reset every arc anyway, so this is just like, fuck it. Goku's got his power pulled now and we're just doing some, like, fun shit. Uh,
3: well then, we shall wait and see what this will uh, lead to next year. We shall see.
0: Yeah, alright, and speaking of next year, Crunchyroll was also there.
2: Uh, There'll be an anime NYC as well. Also, of course they will be. Just kind of get quickly. Apparently, for people who were there at New York Comic Con, anime was like a big majority of what was there at the show floor. Like, some of the biggest <laughs> venues were like Viz and Yen.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, when you consider everything going on right now, that makes perfect
2: sense. Y- y- this is yeah. true. This is true. There's a double edged sword. But I think, for better or for worse, in a lot of ways, Anime is big, hot, and hardcore mainstream now, which brings its own successes, challenges, and uh, we're just going to bridge about Crunchyroll a bunch more throughout the show. You already know. Okay, yeah. So uh, we we have more licensed
0: locks from Crunchyroll that they announced at New York Comic Con. Uh, to the surprise of no one,
2: they have Kaiju number eight. Okay, you know what? This is a little bit of surprise. I figured if this wasn't Crunchyroll, this one was going to be a Netflix one. So, it is interesting to know not only have they confirmed they already have Kaiju number eight, this was kind of like their big showstopper for the panel, they've already confirmed it's going to get a dub too.
1: Yeah, I, 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 mean, I mean, it's pretty cool I do a Kaiju number eight. Like, I, 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 I mean, I don't know, like, I'm kind of at the point where I'm where I'm just no longer surprised when Grudge Roll gets big things. So it's just, you know, that's nice. I will definitely watch it when it's out.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I I think I'm just most curious about how the anime is going to go. But I think it in motion, it's going to be
1: fine. <laughs> uh, you, uh, yeah, th- yeah, there is like just the. That's enough material for two chords. I think
2: will be fine. Oh, I kind of know the exact point they could stop the first season. We'll see if they follow through. But yeah, no, I'm excited for this anime. And yeah, real curious who's going to be in it. Can't wait to see it. Check it out.
0: We shall see. It starts in April. Mm-hmm. Okay, we also got their confirmation that they have uh, Bye Bye Earth from.
2: So, I would like to pref. Oh god, alright. Sorry, I played a trailer just because I'm trying to load the description because I thought it was really funny. Um, Yeah, no, Bye Bye Urk is one of his original novels, I believe. It's one of his original novels and supposedly was unadaptable- it was what the original claims was, assuming, like, when it was written, a lot of what modern anime was just did not exist, and some of the stuff they showed could have been a little more complicated. I just think the trailer description's really funny, because they say, This masterpiece by the remarkable Toa Ubikada is considered to be his origin, and may many have deemed it impossible to animate. But at long last, it will be adapted into anime form by the top creators that represent Japan! And it's animated by Leiden Films. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like like, like the, the the staff and crew on it actually isn't terrible. Like they got Kevin Penkin on music. They got the director of Killing Bites on this one. And yeah, no, top creators. Look, I I know Killing Bites is, like, people's, like, uh, like ironic or unironic fave, but, like, I don't consider that a top creator. Oh,
4: uh, I
1: gotta love marketing.
2: I love marketing so fucking much. The fact that they say top creators and I saw Leiden films, like, I almost wanted to laugh my ass off. Uh, oh, lord. So, yeah, um, that's coming out eventually. Cool. Sure. And here's one I figured was a matter of when, not if. Yep, they also got Spice and Wolf Merchant Meets the Wise Wolf, also coming next year. It is going to be insane to me if both Black Butler and Spice and Wolf are airing at the same time. Mm -hmm. Because that just means both Brina and Tatum will just have two sessions back-to-back. For like the same shows they were working on in the mid two thousands.
1: Get them back, please, and thank you.
2: I I'd say the odds of that are pretty good. That's,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not really worried it's not going to happen. But it's just, it's, it's just you know, I better say it's sorry.
2: It would drop the ball if they did. Yes. We also got
0: the unwarranted undead adventurer. uh
3: sure. It's he's a a skeleton and he's an adventurer. I, Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that sure is a
1: fantasy show description.
2: I don't know if it's a good one or not. I haven't asked my, my is this a good one or not isekai fan, and I love her, but my god, I a couple of the ones where she's like. Hey, no, I actually really like this one. I just kind of look at it and I'm like,
4: Eh, yeah, sure, okay." Mm.
2: Like that's that's why. Like she was the one telling me, "Man, am I actually the strongest?" Is so fucking nothing. I'm like, "Oh, that one's dog shit." Then, huh? <laughs> that, that that's gotta worry about. She tells me say, the ones she likes. I was like, "Okay, so they might be decent to mid." And then the one, she's like, oh no, this one's kind of lame or bad. I'm like, oh, this one's dog shit. Got it. Dog water. Yeah. <laughs> Where was I going? Anyways, uh, Skeleton Adventure. If you like Skeleton Adventures, this one could be for you. Hopefully there's no rape in it. Let's hope. Mm-hmm. That's
0: the, a very weird thing to say, but it's happened once before.
2: Alex, the bar is through the fucking I earth. know.
0: I know. I know. Yet somehow it's impossible for some people to cross it, but... Nevertheless, there is another odd fantasy concept here. Seventh time loop. The villainous enjoys a carefree life married to her worst enemy.
1: Uh, I mean, this... I mean, this... I mean, it could be interesting.
2: It could be fun, but I, I, I just... I'm now hitting the... I'm hitting villainous fatigue now. We got the gay one, the one I really wanted, So now the rest of these is like, okay, What are you actually good or are you just... (sighs) Alright. So this next one, I'm actually kind of curious about. Mm -hmm. This next one here, Sengoku Yuko. Jet, the spirit circle dreams not dead yet, buddy. Not Uh, dead yet.
1: uh, Surprisingly not, because, uh, yeah, this is a... So what does Sakoshi Music work?
2: It's, it's one of his earliest ones. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, it it's probably the only one I haven't read, or more specifically, I think I read like maybe a couple of chapters, and then just never got back around to finishing
2: it. From what I hear, this is probably one of the more like straightforward ones. But I feel like even his early work is probably still going to be a solid time.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. From what i told, it is kind of in a similar vein to Biscuit Hammer, where it start where it takes a little while to get going, and then after that, it's really good.
2: But you know what? There is more animation in this, than then the entirety of Lucifer and a biscuit hammer.
4: Ah uh, yeah, uh, yeah, oh uh, yeah, oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and it might potentially have a decently half a production because it's going to be
2: here at Anime NYC. Yeah, it's going to be. Are, are Were you thinking of going to check that one out? Uh,
1: uh, uh, yeah, if if I'm allowed to, then I'm probably going to.
2: Okay, yeah. You'll see. So it's also going to air for three cores, so it's going to be like 36 episodes. No idea if that's going to be consecutive or they're going to split it up. It probably will not be consecutive. Probably not. Crazier things have happened. But,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, probably not. But, I mean, I don't know. Is White Fox doing anything else right now?
2: They're doing ReZero, and I think that's it.
3: okay and there is the foolish angel dances with the
2: devil this feels like one of those this could be good or it could be mid uh my bet is more
0: towards mid A a fair assumption what crazier things have happened this is being produced at Children's Playground Entertainment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the description, and this one only tells me absolutely nothing.
0: So,
2: it, it could be fun, I don't know, or it could be bad. I don't know. I got, I got no strong feelings about this one, one way or another. I'll say, all right, cool. Thank you, Mister Neutral. <laughs> and then there is the villainous movie, "My Next Life as a Villainous the movie. So, two seasons. I've still not finished the second season. And then there is a brand new movie, which will also be premiering at Anime NYC. A lot of premieres and stuff already set for Anime NYC. I am going to take a gamble. And by gamble, I mean I'm going to make a strong I'm going to put my cards down here. I'm going to assume that the new anime movie boy is going to be Ryan Colt Levy.
1: That's reasonable
2: the fact that they're going for like a more Middle Eastern aesthetic for this movie in particular, I'm like, okay, that seems a safe enough bet. Good for Ryan. You know what? Fuck it. Ryan's great. Give him all the things.
0: Yes, do that. We agree with that.
2: And then there's Classroom of the the Elite Season 3 moving on.
0: Yeah, it got pushed back to January, but you know, whatever.
2: Uh, I I forgot the way that this is formatted. It's just like, okay, all the general stuff. So it's like we had the strongest end of the panel announcement, and then it's like, okay, Classroom of the Elite, whatever.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, there is Crunchyroll stuff. Now we go to Viz's stuff. They have books coming your way in the summer.
2: So this one was weird because of the specific fact that, like, Barnes and Nobles leaked their entire slate of announcements the day before.
5: (laughs) hey barnes right. and noble is our friend lately they they straight up were like we will continue to carry physical discs in 2024 oh god oh, man. Oh, we, oh, we oh, haven't five.
2: even talked about that
4: what,
0: what?
1: As, uh, as, uh, as, as, uh, well it makes me happy to continue shopping there so
0: yeah they sent me a up- upgrade things they're gonna do what no charge or something i don't know i didn't read it but uh, uh yeah i gotta go back there sometime okay anyway viz they have well, so- they got a decent slate they have stuff coming out in the summer, starting with Battle Royale
2: Enforcers. Oh, it's a manga? Oh, this is literally based off of the movie Battle Royale. Mm Mm-hmm. Now run by... In the continuation of Battle Royale, Project 68, now run by a diabolical government AI, fucking Lamau, returns. (laughs) Once more, high school students will fight to the death. Wow, that is so vague. Alright. Yeah.
1: yeah, I need to figure out what I did with my copy of the Bible. I have it somewhere.
0: <laughs> and
2: then there is Let's Do It Already! Exclamation point. Passionate Yuri and rule-abiding Keiichiro have fallen in love. But Keiichiro's strict political family doesn't allow physical affection until age 18. Can they keep their relationship chest? Oh, girl. Oh, okay. That already sounds delightful.
1: Uh, oh my god. I want to read that. That's not charming. Sure, that
2: yeah. does sound like that could be fun. It's like, girl, get that dick, girl. I believe in you. We're all rooting for you, girl. Uh, all right, we have a hardcover collection, My Neighbor Totoro, all in one edition. Revisit one of Ghibli's most beloved classics with the My Neighbor Totoro film comic, collected for the first time into one large deluxe hardcover edition. Uh, we have three in ones of Haikyuu. Yeah, yeah, okay, so that's what, uh, 42. Is that 40 or 42 volumes?
1: I think, it's for, I think it's 42. So 42, 3, 6,
2: 9, 12, 15, 18, 21, 24, 27, 30. They're 36, 39, 40. Okay, so that's 14 3 1s. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, that's that's not bad. Hmm. If you threw a volleyball at somebody's head and a high Q 3 1 edition, both will probably get the same power of concussion. <sighs> <laughs> oh god okay next up second edition of gogo Go monster the long awaited reprint of gogo Go monster yuki lives in two worlds one where he's a loner mocked for telling stories about supernatural beings another those being those beings in impo- for power and bring chaos to nature itself this seems like an iconic author doing an iconic yes, book from, okay. oh that's the creator of tech yeah Taya matsumoto Okay. Yeah. All right. That that could be interesting. Is that is that how you say the name of that thing? I've always looked at it as Tekken Kingcreed. I think it's Tekken Cret. I don't know how you say it. I'm 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 uh, winging this.
0: Okay. Well, uh, moving on. We have Spy Family's official anime guide. Mission Report Two Two Zero Four Zero Nine Dash Zero Six Two
2: Five. Hey, that's the same code that's going to be in your local library. Fancy that. Oh. I okay. Oh, man, it's so easy to lie and spread misinformation on the inter- er, internet. I said that with such conviction that you slightly <laughs> believed me.
0: I don't know what to believe anymore in the world.
2: Yeah, this just seems like it's going to be, uh, show a bunch of, like, stuff from the anime and some, like, anime posters and, like, official art. And you mm-hmm. know what? Hey, Spy Family's big, and that's that could be cute. All right. Next. I want to do bad things with you. I saw this, and I thought this was fake Grand Order. <laughs> like, like, that just looks like a long-haired mash. Ugh. When Fuji asks Wataya to drain the school pool for him, she gets her first taste of the high that comes from breaking the rules. Now, is ready to start doing bad things. So this basically just sounds like it's a high school, it's a high school series about that one air anime airing right now about like the Dark Lord that's trying to corrupt the princess by like doing a bunch of like saccharine things, but saying, ooh, they're evil and naughty. Yeah. Okay, there is Fool Knight. A post-apocalyptic future where the sun no longer shines, Toshiro tries to save his ailing mother by turning his body into a place. Wow! That's mm. interesting, Ew. actually. ooh, That could be dark, uh. but that could be compelling. <clears throat> uh,
4: I, I,
1: okay, Andrew, please, please, please continue yourself at least a little bit for this one.
2: Okay.
0: You and I are polar opposites.
2: Oh, this one's great! Oh, this manga is so fucking good! Oh my god, it's so fucking cute! Oh my god, I love the characters in this one. The main pair is great. They get together in chapter one. This pair on the cover—they get together in chapter one. It's not a will they, won't they? For these two in particular, they're together in chapter one, and then it's just figuring it out. And they're adorable. They're precious. I love their supporting cast of characters. When the main pair gets together, then you put all your money in the side ship. And you know what? There's some really good side ships in this one, too. Mm. I really love this one. It's great comedy. It's great character writing, too. It's also just really charming and colorful. I'm so fucking happy Fizz picked this one up. I'm definitely grabbing these books. Fantastic. In another of
0: what's become an endless series... Alley, Junji Ito Story
2: Collection. I have no proof for this. I'm going to say, just throwing this out there, there is probably as much unlicensed Junji Ito things as there are unlicensed Lupin the Third Specials. It feels like you could count them all on one hand now. Hmm. We're getting close, and that in itself is impressive. Okay.
0: Well, From this lovely shot of uh, Deadpool reading My Hero Academia, we have Deadpool Samurai, the official coloring
2: book. I do a lot. I, I get the feeling Viz just makes these coloring books specifically for, like, scholastic book fairs, which I'm not even going to touch that one. Um, but, yeah. Um, hey, it's neat. I, I still think the fun... You, you're never going to top the Uzumaki one as far as just being really funny. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Uh, well, uh, speaking of Disney stuff that uh, some adults ha- might be uh, bothered by, Disney Twisted Wonderland, Rose
2: Red Tyrant. Wow, you really kind of fumbled that one out, didn't you? I, I lost my train of thought early, yeah. Uh, to Twisted Wonderland, a off manga. Cool, cool, cool. Mm. I got no feeling one way or another. Well, then there's this, Star Wars Visions, the manga anthology. Oh, they made a manga adaptation of the first season of Star Wars Visions. That's actually pretty neat. (laughs) Okay, we have Hiriyasumi. I have heard really good things about this series, but actually don't know what it's about. After forging an unlikely friendship with a grumpy granny, easygoing Hirata inherits her house. But when his cousin, a struggling art student, moves in, Hirata finds his once chill life tested. Mm. Oh, this one seems Mm. like it's either going to be very wholesome or very good family character drama. Maybe even both. And you know Mm. what? I'm all about that shit. (laughs) Okay. Uh,
0: We have a pair of Naruto stories. Uh, Konoha's story, the Steam Ninja Scrolls, the manga. And Sasuke's story, the Uchiha and the Heavenly Stardust.
1: Uh, Okay, so so basically it's pick your poison. Uh, Do you want to see... Uh, do you want to see stuff with Sasuke and Sakura it really for whatever reason, or do you want to see Kakashi and Guy act like a married couple?
2: Okay, that's that's Number not two, even police. that's not even a question. <laughs> that's like, hey, would you like to eat this apple pie, or would you like some Tide Pods in your system? <laughs> it's like I would like the one that tastes sweet and maybe a little savory and doesn't fucking kill me. Anyways, I'm just going to repeat a conversation I had earlier today by seeing a series of absolutely dog shit act dog shit action panels in the new Boruto sequel. And you ever think about how Kishimoto just wakes up every morning trapped in a purgatory of his own creation after the failure of Samurai number no. 8? <sighs> uh... You ever think about that fa- that man was punished with his failure and fucking over Shueisha so much for what should have been a smash hit, and then died after a year, and now he is forever punished to continue to write Boruto? Mm. Uh. Like... Like we we talk about like tor- there's a discrepancy between what Toriyama wants. Toriyama is removed enough and has been removed enough and able to do what he wants for years. That I feel like he's at least somewhat fulfilled. Kishimoto's feels like he is suffering from success. <sighs> it is a hard knock life, I guess. What I'm saying is the Borto anime is not back, and the Borto manga fucking sucks. <clears throat> <sighs> mm.
3: Okay, well, now we have uh, some
0: digital titles that aren't getting print publications
2: yet, maybe? Two of these are canceled, and one of which was the manga that literally the translator was like, fuck off. Oh, yeah. Off. So first we have Aliens Area. Aliens Area. This one is no longer running. Yeah. It was fine. Uh, cypher academy this was the series that went public for the translator being like i i can't fucking I, fuck you i know
1: uh do you like the show we that's pretty much just going to determine how much you like
2: this do you like bakemonogatari madaka box like do, do you hear bakemonogatari and madaka box and think ooh or ugh that's going to determine if you like this uh And then there's Super Smartphone. I never even read this one. I don't even remember what this one was. looks mid.
1: Uh, 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 This was uh, uh, this was basically trying to do, I don't know, Death Note with smartphones, I want to say.
2: I'm guessing it didn't go over well.
3: Uh, 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 It was aggressively okay. (laughs) Sounds about (laughs) right. And that's your stuff from Viz.
2: Honestly, they got I I didn't know I don't know what else I even want as far as manga anymore. So the fact that they picked up a physical license of you and I are polar opposite from manga plus made me a very happy camper.
1: Yeah, I think they got most of the manga plus stuff I would personally want, so like I'm pretty good.
2: I think the only one I'm waiting on now that is still unclaimed is Shibitarin.
1: Uh Shibitarin and um I uh, I don't know if I necessarily want it, but I think it is like popular enough. Like, uh, make the excuses for love is probably what i meant to know, pick up eventually. Okay,
2: yeah, there's some decent stuff there. Either way, yeah. Seven uh keep keep note if there's any that they have not picked up. So, who's next? Uh, next is Yen Press. They were NYCC as well. They had things. They had a big. Showing there, they brought early copies of Bochi the Rock, and it sold out day one. Just mentioning that for no reason. Anyways, uh,
0: yes, Bo- bochi the Rock is quite popular. In fact, uh, somebody bought good old uh, Bochy to AEW
2: Dynamite last week. Mm. Bochi the sign. Bochi the sign. Yes. <laughs> okay. So let's go through what they got. I actually, I actually do not remember what what they right, picked. We're up. start with. Amalgam Hound. Alright, what do we got here? Theo, a young investigator, crosses paths with Eleven, an amalgam perfectly mimicking the form of a girl. In Strange splits of fate, the two become partners on a special mission to track down other amalgams on the run after the war. However, Eleven only looks like a young girl. She's a living weapon who doesn't understand what it means to be human. Theo has no love for amalgams, but he'll have to deal because a terrorist attack has rocked the nation to its core and someone needs to get to... Oh, it's a buddy cop. It's a fantasy buddy cop. It's basically, I'm a person, you're a robot, we have to work together to save the president. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I've We're heard. Fine. I'm down. <laughs> if it's got good character writing and, like, maybe okay. good art, yeah, I'm down. Okay. All right. Next we
0: have. Ooh, mm, collar tug Classroom for Heroes.
2: Classroom for Heroes. This was the one that got an anime last season that I was disappointed to find out wasn't as good as I thought it would. No. Anyways, so yeah, it's, it's what you expect. Hey, good, good for them. What's next? What's next is Riviere and the Land
0: of Prayer, which, is, which comes to us from the Wandering Witch series.
2: Oh, it's connected to Wandering Witch. I actually would not have guessed. Uh, the stage is set for two girls in a land where prayers have become curses. In a small island nation, there's a mysterious town where people's prayers are answered by mysterious force. I, MacMilia, assist the enigmatic rivery in our shop where we deal with the dangerous items born of those prayers. We've got a fate-changing perfume, a talking vase, and a bag containing strange creatures, just to name a few. Yes, indeed. The deeds of the Marvelous duo, Macmillia and Rivery, will overshadow even the Ashen Witch, Elena. Alright! It threw me off when I realized the narrator was a character and not uh, just a general description. I was like, oh shit, what's going on?
0: (laughs) All right, next we have Once Upon a Witch's Death, The Tale of the One Thousand Tears of Joy.
2: Oh, this already sounds like it's going to fuck me up. On her 17th birthday, the apprentice witch Meg learns that she only has one year left to live. Her teacher, the long-lived witch Faust, explains that the only way to undo the death curse is to collect tears of joy and grow the seed of life. To find them, Meg will have to leave the sheltered life she's always known and head out into the world. There will be meetings, partings, and friendships aplenty, and, of course, many tears. Meg will learn that the most important lessons for a witch are bright, sweet, and somewhat heart-wrenching. This sounds delightful. This sounds like it's going to fucking break me.
1: Uh, Oh, yeah, that that purpose I'm looking for it.
0: Gimme. Yeah. Okay, and we also have here
2: You Can't See the Snow. College freshman Natsuki and sophomore Yuki meet and fall in love one summer night, the first of many they spend together. But as autumn approaches, Yuki suddenly tells Natsuki she wants him to be happy and find a cute girlfriend, then disappears from campus. Hoping to see Yuki one final time, Natsuki visits her home and learns she suffers from an unknown illness that forces her to sleep throughout the winter. This modern-day version of Sleeping Beauty explores the miracle of
4: love.
3: Mm. Quite touching.
0: Those are all light novels. Now we have manga, starting with uh, S A O, Progressive, Canon of the Golden Rule. It's never going to go away. It's I'm not.
2: It's it's another S A O spinoff. Should have done it right the first time, Kawahara. At this point, God, there's so many. Th- so here's the thing, I, I literally just like the bottom of the barrel has gotten so much more putrid that like SAO's barely even like the middle of the bucket anymore. It's like slightly above tier when you see how bad that well goes.
1: Uh it's uh yeah, I yeah, the best thing I can say about the Wine now is that I no longer have any strong
2: opinions about it. Wasted potential, simpering disappointment. I'm less offended by more Sao than I am about more Mahoka. Admittedly,
3: same. Eh. No potential. Why are you a thing?
2: A- anyway, we carry on with Trinity Seven Revision. From the world Trinity Seven comes a sizzling new spinoff. High schooler Mitsunari Miyazawa has aspirations of becoming a writer until a run-in with a demonic creature turns deadly. Now Mitsunari has been reborn with the power of the Magus of Envy, fighting with the help of the. Okay, all right. And, and ha uh, ha. Uh, oh, oh. This next one is pretty saucy. Ha! Oh. the
0: tiger hasn't eaten the dragon yet.
4: Oh. Hmm. Something.
2: Hmm. Oh right, I'm supposed to read this, shouldn't I? Oh, sorry. Yes. Got a little uh, uh distracted there. Make me think that's okay if you're the one who eats me. In the mountains somewhere a tiger catches its prey, a lone dragon. The kind that is hardly ever seen. Eating the dragon's meat extracts the ultimate flavor, drinking its blood heals all injuries, and devouring its heart grants immortality. And yet, upon seeing the dragon's undeveloped stature, the tiger refuses to eat it. Dragon, tiger, predator, and prey is what ties them together simply natural, healing, na- simply natural hunting instincts or something more. I'm not, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna say no. I'm not gonna say no. All I have to say about this is:
5: remember, vicious, a snake cannot eat a dragon.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna take
2: that out, and instead of being horny, uh, let's, just, let's just let's just move on. Okay, we shall move on with my Gemini, plain redheaded and freckled. John has nothing going on for him except his two friends, who are incredibly. Popular at school, twins Jekyll and Hyde. The twins, indistinguishable, have always enjoyed taking each other's places for fun. But when the pair is fragmented by an untimely death, it's up to John to find out which twin is left. Isn't this Miki and Dolly except Jekyll and Hyde? I'm like, that's literally the premise of Miki and Dolly.
4: Not quite.
2: Well, I, I, yeah. Like a little. I, the, the fact, I thought of like the twins switching with it, places with each other. Anyway, uh, Finally, something for me. All or nothing. When Kidoi and Hasumoto reveal that they've been dating for a whole month, Oka and Sawada are more jealous that their friends have lovers than anything else. So when the change in their friends' relationship causes them to be more conscious of each other, they can't help but wonder what they'd be like to be together in more ways than one. Sounds wholesome. I'm in. It basically sounds like, man, our friends are dating now. When are we going to meet somebody? Wouldn't it be crazy if we did it, bro? (laughs) Haha, just kidding. Mm. Unless. Mm.
4: uh,
2: This next one, I'm not going to vouch for as much. Fox-colored jealousy. They first met on the train. When Aki Akono was on his way to his first day of school in Tokyo, some creep just had to touch his butt. Thankfully, the nice college guy saved him, but... Uh, Akia really doesn't mean to just glomp him like that. Worse, he called the fox ears that appear when he's all worked up cute. Well, it's not like he'll ever see him again. Dur, dur, dur. Oh no way! I saw him again. Who the fuck? It? Eh. Uh, I don't know if this one's uh, Omega Verse or not, but hey, Fox Boy, whatever. Uh, moving on. I want a gamer gal to praise me. Oh, I know exactly who this is for. I know the exact (laughs) audience this is for. When high school shut-in, Raito Sasaki hires a pro gamer coach to help hone his FPS skills. He never expected that the one knocking at his door would be Rion Susaki, cute and fashionable beauty the same age as him. With such a charming and supportive gamer gal cheering him on, can Raito take his gal to the next X level, or will the pressure of being up close and personal with a bombshell like Rion leave him to throw? Okay, so I have, in one hand bottom tier character tomozaki i have in the other hand my dress-up darling there you go but does the guy have a big horn
0: like like the size of a thermos hanging between his legs uh
2: data unfound well someone will have to investigate okay next up adult's picture book Erotic manga author Kudo's friend Haruki passes away, leaving behind his young daughter Kiki, and a note bequeathing her to Kudo. Strange as the situation is, Kudo commits to making a real family with the girl. So when he meets a woman who reminds him of his late friend, he fires off a marriage proposal on the spot. By blood, friendship, love, or circumstances, family is family. Hmm. That actually sounds like that could be pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. And maybe a little heart-wrenching. Yeah. And then there's Black Summoner. Oh, okay. So this is a uh, J-Novel Club title that's actually getting a print release through Yen.
4: Mm-hmm. Cool.
2: And I think this next one is two? Maybe. Uh,
0: maybe. Uh, the Alchemist Who Survived Now Dreams of a Quiet City Life.
3: Oh, sorry. I was uh, supposed to read the premise, but... That-
2: I, I, I don't think this is J-Novel Club. Oh, okay, so this is just actually in. For an alchemist, Mike Mariella, performing incredible feats of magic are just part of the job, so when a stampeding horde of monsters threatens to devour the kingdom of Endalzia, she decides to put herself in a brief state of suspended animation to survive. Luckily, she awakens safe and sound 200 years in the future. Oh my god, we're fucking futurama I it. Now, all Mariella (laughs) really wants is a quiet, laid-back life in this land she barely recognizes. It's too bad potions have become a luxury good. She's the only girl in the town with this Okay. Okay, there's something here. Just
4: yeah.
3: And that's the end press for you.
2: Alright. Solid slate of stuff.
0: Yeah. One more thing to wrap up in your Comic Con. Kodansha. They had stuff to announce.
2: What did Kodansha have to announce?
0: Well, they started with Blue Lock, episode Nagi, the manga.
2: So this is basically Blue Lock, but from the perspective of the popular character Nagi. Especially as he's starting Blue Lock with his ex-boyfriend Rayo. And uh yeah, I'm told from somebody who's been reading the manga they caught up to after the breakup, and it is even more like gay burned lover than like you could expect. Oh god. As soon as we're done with
0: Attack on Titan, I'm gonna go through all these shows and I'll come back to you on this. Yeah,
2: I get the feeling you would actually really dig Blue Lock. Yeah, but Priorities first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. Okay, next next up here Tank Chair. Shizuka takes on the most dangerous of assassin jobs, but she's not the only the one doing the killing. Rather, it's her brother Nagi Oh my god, his name's Nagi too, fuck off. <laughs> Nagi, a strong assassin who is not a soccer player played by Bryson Bogus, who took a bullet to protect his sister, leaving him in a common state and having to use a wheelchair. However, Shizuka has figured out the key to waking her brother up. He must be faced with killing intent. Thus begins a violent journey of recovering, battling the most dangerous foes. Hmm. I Okay. So this next one is getting an anime next yeah. year, so we'll talk more about on, that On then. the
0: cover, we've got a dude with a Beretta with a silencer, the fable.
2: Basically, uh, and stuff.
0: Yeah. That cover goes hard.
2: Oh, god! I'm okay. reading all of this.
0: the down for the digital titles.
2: <sighs> He's expecting... A career-minded Kentaro Hayama finds out that he's pregnant and will change the course of more than just his own life. In the Japan of Eri Sakai's thought experiment, 10 years have passed since the male sex has spontaneously gained the ability to get pregnant, and society has struggled to adjust. Kentaro isn't sure at first who the mother might be and quickly finds himself butting up against regressive attitudes and discriminatory policies. Wait, 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 does this actually go places? most of which long precede male pregnancy. In his previous life, he'd never given any of it a second thought. He may have even held the same views, but through his encounters with other pregnant people, and galvanized by his new perspective, Kentro turns his skills in business and marketing to effective social change. Wait, does this go places? Wait, does this emprag <gasps> manga go
3: places? I get it, but I don't
2: care for it. I mean, that's fair. I'm just like, wait, are we going places? Instead of just being, like, Omegaverse? It's like, no, we're going places. All right. Oh, God. Okay. Next is, uh...
0: All something you could chisel diamonds off of. How to treat a lady... Ugh. Uh, how to treat a lady knight right. I mixed up the
2: words. So, guess what? This is a soul press rescue. Mm uh leo cornelia has dedicated her entire life to the battlefield there's no demon she can't slay no challenge she can't handle at least not until that confounding half-wit mage fully dent his name's fully dent confesses his love to her nothing feels farther from that than long discarded notions of femininity and romance with this annoying but dependable new knight might just be the key to opening the heart she closed okay could be cute could be cute also they're not at least like they're they're not cowards she's got scars and she's got chiseled abs Mm. so they're not cowards Mm
4: -hmm.
0: yeah they also said uh five bl tiles are going to get prep prep releases in 2024 we don't have any descriptions on here so more for the pile hey more uh more bl stuff getting physicals always yeah that is cool and uh that's your New York Comic Con roundup. Nothing else really happened except uh, Mercedes Fornado was there dressed as Woody from Toy Story, and MJF was there uh, for some reason. And while uh, that might be the end of New York Comic Con stuff, we have one more manga rundown to go through because it's time for uh, the enemy of the straight man,
2: Seven Seas, to chime <laughs> back in again. <laughs> God, it's so funny because this entire slate of things is making that guy probably even matter. <laughs> so we shall start with <clears throat> Chasing Speaker. Nekozuka Serena is a serious third-year high school student who's studying hard to qualify for a scholarship. Her cute and stylish looks, however, don't exactly meet the school trash code, which Tachibana Reiko, member of the disciplinary Kadiri, is always on her case about. Plus, no matter how much Serena tries, Reiko always bests her in grades and athletic. One day, however, Serena spots Reiko meeting with an unknown woman after school and going to a love hotel. Mmm. Mm. Spicy. Hmm, alright, I'm not going to say no, there's some There's some genuine fuck me, fuck me yourself, uh, fuck you, fuck me yourself, <laughs> you coward energy going on here.
0: Okay, next is I'll
2: never be your crown princess, betrothed. Liddy, who was Japanese in her previous life, is now the daughter of a duke and engaged to marry the gorgeous crown prince, Frederick, despite her complaints. But- but her plans to lose her virginity to a stranger and break her own engagement backfired when she accidentally slept with the prince himself these hot and cold lovers are still bound together in the streets and in the sheets
3: alright
1: okay. oh, well, that probably sure went from serious to to real fast
4: <laughs> had
2: me in the first half not gonna lie they did have me <laughs> in the second half not gonna lie I was like, ah, oh, reincarnation. Whatever. Wait, what do you mean? She's like, oh, I'm going to fuck some guy to get out of a rage of marriage. Oh, no, it's the guy I was set to marry. Fuck. I fucked myself. Very uh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like a not going to lie. That sounds like what could be a fucking Judd Apatow movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next here is the Evil Queen's Beautiful Principles. In a world of royalty and magic, a young Japanese woman is reincarnated as Princess Lu Lu Bitch. But the princess is born with magical abilities so strong and terrible that she agrees to live her life locked away in a tower. When her family is betrayed and her royal parents are murdered, she's forced to step out of her self-imposed exile and into a treacherous world. Princess Luxaria must pretend to be the perfect puppet ruler, all while concealing her burning desire for vengeance.
3: Now, yeah, this is gonna be fun. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um.
0: And there's this. Yes, no, or maybe.
2: Okay, color me crazy. Wasn't this one already licensed? I think, uh,
0: this is the manga.
2: Okay. I feel, because I was like, I could have sworn this has been licensed already, so I saw the titles, like, wait, is that, is that? okay. So, different version of the story. Kunika Kei is the up-and-coming prince of the evening news. Inside, he's the opposite, brash, hot tempered and prickly as can be. For years, K has successfully juggled his private and professional personas, until a chance meeting with a stop-motion animator, Su- Suzuki Ushio, threatens him to bring it all crashing down. But is this really as frightening as the possibility that someone might love and accept both sides of who he is? You know what? Good for him. If anybody's going to be really good with their hands, it's going to be a stop-motion animator. (laughs) You know how delicate they have to fucking be? Yeah, yo, you feel some of that going around? You're going to be a fucking mess. You're going to be putty in his hands, bro. Uh, Okay, next we have here... Nos and Zakuro. Love it. Love it. That, that art's adorable. I love it. Mm. I love it so much. In Shadowsville, a supernatural land that exists between this world and the next, there lives a pair of spooky vampires. Well, not that spooky. The beautiful Nos, the Nosferatu, and her adopted daughter, Zakuro, don't even suck human blood, since that's gross and mean. A juice box equivalent sustains <laughs> them as they frolic around their town, shopping for anti-sun accessories, meeting up with other monster buddies, and supporting each other like a real mother and daughter. Because blood is less important when you find a good substitute. Oh my god, that's such a cute... Oh! Oh, that's such a cute tagline! Holy shit, that's galaxy brain! Oh! Alright, fuck it. Done. Buying that shit. And finally, from the days of old, gravitation. I'm told this is Baby's first problematic fave.
0: Yes, this manga <laughs> debuted in 1996. There was an anime in 2000.
2: You can do the math. So, this is, so basically gravitation is, do not recite the old text for me, boy, I was there when it was written. <laughs> yes. Th- this is, in fact, the sacred texts. Mm.
4: The sacred texts! <laughs> uh
2: yeah no okay so good good haul from seven seas and the guy yeah. the straight male demographic is continuing to be ignored and uh, left to starve
0: yep how will they ever survive let him continue to starve okay
2: high dive they have things too just thank god you all forgot I, I say this with full sincerity oh thank god high dive gets things yeah.
0: They have uh, chained soldier which will be debuting in the winter season and it will be premiering at Anime NYC. So the answer to your question of
2: is this going to be you for not? If I tell you the author of the comic got kill made an even more Ichi series, whatever that statement evokes in you is probably uh, how you're going to feel about this.
4: Uh,
2: Yeah, uh, I'm like, I I don't have strong feelings one way or the other. But hey, neat. That's a good get for high dive, regardless. Uh,
1: as yeah. I, I, as I my only feeling about this it's just like I know what the original title is, and that's like it raises an eyebrow. Yeah, Ch-
2: it's, yeah. It's chain soldier is a better is a better uh, localization. Let's be real. Yeah. They also have another uh show premiering
0: at anime NYC. My instant death ability is so
2: overpowered. Okay. Friends, listen to me right now. I say this with full earnest sincerity. Oh thank God high dive's getting shitty, Sakai, again. <laughs> <laughs> For two reasons. One, shitty isekai is the currency of actually being able to get like seasonal anime licenses and being able to compete in the simulcast market. B, this is one less shitty isekai that Crunchyroll could potentially dub in January. Mhm. So taking one out of the equation, does make for better odds for some other potentially more promising shows. They are basically fighting the bullet on behalf of all of us. Thank and, you. like, look, there, there's always going to be more, but it's like, look, High Dive can get one or two shitty isekai, okay? Let them. It's fine.
1: Uh, thank you for poke yourself on the sword there, Sunday. We appreciate it.
2: And this is specifically from their MBS deal. Uh-huh. So that means that's still alive and well, and could potentially lead to some more interesting things. All
0: right, we have two more uh, movie theater screenings to mention here. Digimon Adventure Zero to the Beginning will be heading to theaters on
2: November 8th and uh, November 9th. November 8th is the dub screening. This is actually pretty surprising, because I feel like this movie just came out in Japan.
1: I'm pretty sure, uh, pretty sure that's the case, actually.
2: It's actually opening uh, next week.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, that's actually crazy. Who the fuck?
4: I think I
5: actually have a ticket to see this. Yeah, so, uh,
1: yeah, get on to if you're a fast turn around. I do kind of wish uh, the times were better,
5: but uh,
2: is what it is. Yeah. Is it so? To people who know better and have seen the trailer, is. The cast back? Uh
1: that is definitely Brian that is definitely Brian Donovan as Davis, of that I have no doubt. Oh shit. So uh yeah, it seems like they probably got the band back together.
2: That's wild, actually. Yo, fucking sound Gate has still beat them to the punch there, but that's still pretty cool.
4: That's <laughs> still pretty
2: cool. Alright. I will be I will be back in a second. You can talk about this next thing. I need to get water. I've going to need water. Oh, okay, yeah, i will get some in a moment as
0: well, but uh you have to go along with that. Uh, because they don't have anything else to put in theaters right now, uh, starting next Friday in 200
3: theaters in the US and Canada, Suzume is going back into theaters. Sure. I don't know why,
2: but sure.
3: I mean, I mostly like Suzume.
2: I like Suzume too, but at this point... I,
0: yeah, but like,
2: I wouldn't see it again i will buy a blu-ray and or 4k blu-ray i'm not going to go to see it in theaters again again yeah it's uh but hey respect i'm wondering if this has to do with the oscars or not uh prop I i wouldn't go that far all right now we
0: get to our home video releases uh the first part of it because there's a lot more stuff to get to later but uh Yeah, starting with Sentai's January slate. First, on January 2nd, we have part two of
2: season four of Don Machi. Considering part one, I think, was like November or October, yeah, that's reasonable and good to have uh, two-part releases so close to each other.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. On January 9th, we have the Tunnel Summer, the Exit of Goodbyes.
2: Okay, cool. I'm glad this. I'm surprised this is getting a home video this soon. I'm glad it is because I will not be available during the window. It will presumably be in theaters. Yeah, and along on the same day, uh, the Sweeney movie sub only. We've had this discussion about season two already. I've made my peace with it. Yeah, let's All right, on January sixteenth, we have love flops with a dub. Yeah, so this was a weird show that that I saw. Like the first episode was like a bunch of like harem schlocky two thousands nonsense, and then there's like a weird twist midway through. And I heard that was pretty interesting and crazy, but then I didn't hear anything after the fact. So that in itself tells me it might not have stuck the landing. Eh. I'm, I'm, eh, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm not too upset about this one. I was like, okay, I guess so.
0: Alright, on January 23rd, a re-release of
2: Razafon. You know what? It's good to have uh, new skews of things kept in circulation even if the last one was only a few years ago. Yes, it is
0: good to have old titles in print. And on January 30th, also sub-only for some particular reason,
2: giant beasts of ours. So, on the one hand, yes, it seemed like this one wasn't that big when it came out, and it seemed like the reviews kind of plummeted at, for the duration of the show. It is still pretty wild to see High Dive's first co-production be a sub-only release. It's like wow, we've got kind of speed running the Crunchyroll process now, aren't we? <sighs> Ugh. I'm realizing there's a lot of animosity towards a certain orange crunchy roll, aren't there? Yeah, speaking of Crunchyroll, roll Okay, we be- have- before we get to this, there's one thing I want to throw in here. Anime Limited's To The Abandoned Sacred Beasts for the United States is now up for pre-order on their site. Is on the Crunchyroll store now, and... Uh, Apparently that's set to release on Halloween. Uh-huh. Oh shit, I didn't realize it was that soon. I thought this was also January. Okay. No, we we talked about this last time. We might have, but I feel like this No, is- we did. We did. Okay. No, no. You, you you are right, but this is just me saying the pre-order is now up on the Crunchyroll store. Ugh. Ugh, sorry. Sorry, Lilin. I know,
0: I know. The the transition's going to be rough. Anyway, speaking of Crunchyroll, their January slate is up. Starting on January
2: 2nd, we have the quintessential Quintuplets movie. Hey, glad this is finally getting a physical release. I know it's been streaming for some time now. Eppity, the home video of this, is also out too. That's nice. (laughs) On January
0: 9th, season 13, Voyage 4 of One Piece. P.S. More
2: Wano dubs are coming. God, the gap between physical and digital One Piece is actually, like, crazy now. (laughs) It is, like, at least a good 150-200 episodes distance now. That's kind of nuts. Yep.
0: Alright, on January 16th, part 2 of season 1 of The Case Study of Vanitas.
2: Oh my fucking God, finally! This took way too fucking long. I... So this uh, so this is going to be dis- important for a discussion I'm going to have later. I looked it up. Part 1 came out uh, December 5th, 2022. That is 13 months, guys! 13 months! So, we are kind of at a point where, because Crunchyroll is sort of hard-capping a limit of 6 per month now, that's there is going to be longer gaps between two-part releases. Uh. I think Spy families came out in like June for the record. Uh. Anyways, uh uh, so yeah, no, no, look, cynicism aside, and sad that I'm not getting an LE for this. Fuck it! I'm just glad I could hold the whole thing on a on, and put it on my shelf. I'm just I was worried about that. I saw people being like, oh, I want to wait for a full uh, t- uh, for a full season set." You're not getting that. Just buy this now. Oh god. Okay, moving
0: on. January twenty third. By the grace of the gods.
2: Season two. Oh, sure. Yeah, y- yeah. Season one's been out for a while. This is the second season. Okay then. So yeah, I, I I hear decent things about this cute little series, and yeah, goodness, yeah. Good, good is coming out. All right, January thirtieth. First, we have Ningen Fushin. If you don't, if you're not careful, you could get in trouble for saying the name Ningen Fushin. Yes,
4: mm.
2: I'm indifferent to this series, but it's kind of whatever.
0: Mm. Yeah, and the last release we have here. Let me
3: take these off. you the Rock. Oh, oh wow! Oh, oh wow, man!
1: I, I'm so glad they released to the Rock. Wait, wait! Why, why is the monkey's paw curling? Oh, oh no!
0: Why are all of the paws curling? Yeah, here's the deal. This is
2: bare bones as shit, and it's sub only. Okay, okay, Alex, Alex, please give me the floor for at least. Go a ahead. Minutes. Go ahead. Okay. I want to make this clear when I'm starting this conversation, because I've been sitting on this for a couple of days. I would like to make it clear. There are some things... There are some
3: things... That have a possibility
2: of benefit of the doubt. I know what you're saying. How? Andrew, fucking how? Listen to me. The biggest mystery right now around Bushy the Rock is an IP... Crunchyroll has been doing a lot of language dubs in a lot of... It's been doing not just English dubs. It's been doing German, French, Spanish, Brazilian, Portuguese. It's been doing a whole lot of language dubs. I think they're doing like something along like 12 or 13 different language anime dubs now. There are some shows that did not get an English dub because Crunchyroll Dallas was fucking stacked up and wasn't able to put in the rotation but were dubbed in other languages. That's stuff like Skip and Loafer and Yuri is My Job, which don't have English dubs, but have Brazilian, Portuguese, and Spanish dubs. Why do I mention this? I mention this because right now, a year after the massive success of Bochi the Rock came out, Bochi the Rock is not only just not dubbed in English, it's not dubbed in any language. That in itself I find interesting and notable. And the reason I'm bringing up the benefit of the doubt is because there it could hypothetically be a possibility that the biggest problem right now is the fact that Bochy became so big that the music rights are now straight up like impossible to negotiate when it comes to like foreign language dubs. Not necessarily dubbing them, but the fact that the music rights could play a problem. I'm specifically thinking about uh, what happened with Zombieland Saga, where like, Franchou was basically like a nothing group until the first season came out, and they didn't really care about the music rights. So They're like, whatever, you can dub these songs, you can deal with them as you see fit. That's fine. But then Zombie Land Saga became fucking huge. Franchou became a really big hit, and then the music became really profitable. And then suddenly you could not have dub songs in season two anymore, you couldn't have an LE anymore, and it seemed like they were a lot more restrictive with being able to promote Zombie Land Saga season two. In comparison to season one, I only bring that up as a theory, as a possible benefit of the doubt. Because there is a genuine, real possibility music rights could indeed be an issue in regards to what happens with Bochy the Rock and why there's no English stuff.
3: But. But.
2: the same time crunchyroll has not done anything for the past year that has earned the ability to give benefit of the doubt and while i can't fully a hundred percent lay the blame on the possibility that they they didn't dub bochi because they didn't have the slots or they're like it wasn't worth it or it's not laziness it's not laziness that they didn't do it i don't believe that but if it's not music rights, it could genuinely be the stubbornness that they want to keep all their dubs internally in-house, and they fill up the slots every fucking season, and there is almost no time to go back and dub anything else, and they're not willing to get other studios to help out to dub the backlog. That is why people are frustrated about the lack of a Mochi, the rock dub. Because people aren't immediately thinking, oh, maybe the music rights are a problem. No, they're thinking about the fact that Crunchyroll is dubbing a bunch of garbage isekai and forgettable shit every fucking season, but they've already decided on what's going to be dubbed and what's big before anything's come out. So when Bochy the Rock happens and nobody predicts it's going to be such a fucking big hit, they don't rear and correct course.
1: Yeah, I anything like last time they got to be corrected course, that's what it was on, actually.
2: It was like Odd Taxi, Wonder Egg priority, and like... (sighs) So that's why people are frustrated, because right now the assumption is not music rights are the problem, which they genuinely could be. That could be a real problem. But people look at the fact that Crunchyroll has decided everything that is going to be dubbed every season before these shows are even out, before numbers and metrics and view counts are even out, and has decided, oh, that's getting dubbed, this one isn't. And that's why people are pissed. That's why the fact that Bochy the Rock is getting a Blu-ray and sub only is making them mad. So while I could, so in some regards, yes, I can give them some benefit of the doubt about the fact that Bochy the Rock might be some Japanese anaplex fuckery in regards to lack of dub. There's a possibility. What I can't give benefit of the doubt for is the fact that this is a full price release and the same value as all their other dub stuff.
1: That that yeah, that's the part that's ridiculous.
2: That's the part that's disgusting, is the fact that Bochi the Rock is the same price as every other SKU right now. And remember, the price is raised up. Hey, remember when I was talking about the case study of Vanitas? Case study of Vanitas Part 1 came out, and the MSRP was $64.98, and the right stuff price was $48.74. But then the prices have gone up for all of their stuff now. So now the Crunchyroll store price is 69.98 MSRP with the pre-order price at 52.50. Butchy the Rock sub only bare bones is fucking 52.50. Andy, just remember,
5: it's all for the fan.
2: And I want to take I want to go back to I the reason I wanted to do Sentai's Slate first is I want to look at this month's slate. I want to look at Giant Beast of R's compared to Love Flops. Giant Beast of R's is a sub only release, disappointing, whatever, live and you learn. But the MSRP of Giant Beast of R's sub only is $59.98 and you can pre order it for $42. For Love Flops with a brand new English dub, the MSRP is $69.98 and you can pre order for $48.99. So there's a difference in price between something that is sub only and something that has a sub and dub. This is their, this is Crunchyroll's First sub only show since they started and changed their home video thing. And they have decided it is going to be the same price as everything else. That's the part. I can't give them benefit of the doubt. That's an intentional choice. And that's fucking bullshit. And you know what this means? Like, I, I don't know if this is a cynical choice. I don't know if this is going to be common. This is how I feel about Bochy right now as a sub only physical Blu-ray release is going to depend on what the next couple of months are going to look like, because if the rest of the months are just stuff that's already been dubbed or stuff you expect to have dubs, And that means Bochy the rock is a weird outlier in that they really want Bochy and they know the demand is there. And the fact that that wasn't able to get a dub might be a weird outlier. But if we start seeing a bunch of sub only Blu-ray releases for the next couple of months, that's going to be a fucking problem. Mm -hmm. That's going to highlight all the things that people were mad about when they saw Bochy the rock sub only. Oh, by the way, fun fact. We didn't even know if this was going to be sub-only day one because they fucked up the listing and put the language as Japanese, but said special feature audio, main feature audio, 5.1 English, 2.0 Japanese. Yep, yep, we, yep. It has been a month. It has been a straight month of like quality control pre-order online store listings fucking up badly!
1: And the worst part is I really was really willing to give Petrol the benefit of the doubt until I saw that. Or rather, until they, or rather until they corrected it. Because when I saw, yeah, because I looked at that listing and I saw, like, the you know, like...
2: The fact those, that it's the same price as their dub stuff. You're yeah, like, hey!
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm, like, it's the same price as their dub stuff, so, like, clearly it has to have a dub. I was
2: naive. You were naive. It is sub only, and it's the same price as everything that has an English dub that's the part that I think is gross I feel like they know Bochy the Rock is popular and of course they want to market that the optimistic side is music rights and fuckery weren't able to have anybody get a dub without it being uh, extremely costly and they just decided better to give it a physical release that's the optimistic the pessimistic side is the fact that they see Bochy as popular and they didn't want to give it a fucking dub because they don't have the ability and don't want to go back and dub shit so that, how I feel, is going to be dependent on what the next six months of, of Crunchyroll release slates are going to look like. And remind me, you they
3: cap at six
2: per month now. So, like, if we just start getting a bunch of months of, like, sub-only Blu-rays when there's a bunch of dub things that have still not gotten home video for years now, that's going to be a fucking problem.
1: Uh still waiting for 86 to be out of Blu-ray, like, seriously.
2: Your ch- at this point, your best bet's anime limited. But, like, legitimately, I know this isn't the same price as, like, a fucking Aniplex of America release, but, like, the, the fact that this was picked up by Crunchyroll meant the odds of it getting a cheaper release and getting it English up were supposed to go up, not fucking down. Not down for one of the biggest fucking surprise hits of the goddamn year.
3: Two things. One, the lack of transparency is just awful in this case. And two, part of my brain, and this is like a deep, deep part of my brain,
0: feels that somebody in Crunchyroll was cynical enough to look at how Chainsaw Man wasn't as big and Bochi the Rock was too big and it's decided, okay, you know what we're going to do? No dub for Bochi. And we're not gonna release Chainsaw Man until after the UK and Australia does. Just because.
2: I see that that I think is too far in bullshit. Again, that's why I said it's in the deep part of my brain. Like, here's the thing. There are some things I'm willing to give benefit of doubt when I think it's unfair. The biggest thing is it's unclear right now if Bochi is because they're being mean or they they're they're not being mean in my mind. It's not laziness, but it's hubris. It's either license, it's either the Japanese license is wanting too fucking much for the rights to the bochi, the rock music, or it's hubris on Crunchyroll because they can't have an insurmountable, unobtainable backlog that they will never meet the demand. And they've decided, well, we have 20 a season we can do. We didn't do it, so I guess we're not doing it. We're not gonna uh, get help. We're not gonna go to our partners. Like, no, it, what's done is done. Them's the brakes. So, whichever story you want to believe, that's that's as best as you're going to believe because nobody's gonna say anything. And Crunchyroll already put out, a like, hey, you can pre order Bochi. Isn't that cool? And the comments are going as well as you'd expect.
0: As far as the license goes, yes, it's Anaplex. As far as the music goes, It's still Sony. It's all part of the same gigantic company. I don't know why they can't work together.
2: It's the same reason like... I don't know, man. I don't know. this This one is... Something about this feels smelly in weird ways, and I... I'll be honest... I almost would have like gotten this too, where I was like, ah, oh, this sucks. But at least, I, at least, like, hey, owning Bochy the Rock physically is not bad. I can't believe it's the same fucking price as the as all of their other releases. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, so, yeah that's the part of me going like, yeah, so i don't know why I'm buying this.
2: That's the part that makes this feel extremely shitty and cynical. <sighs> yeah, it's not great. It's not great, Bob. Not great. <sighs> I'm not going to be like that guy that's asking for the CEO to resign and getting a little, uh, a little phobic in the we, comments.
0: We, we, we don't want, we, we don't ask for much. All we
2: want is just basic ass transparency. I want to say, for the record, this feels like a monkey's paw where I was like, wow, Crunchyroll's dubbing all the things I wanted this season. I actually don't have any complaints, really. And then this happened, and it's like, man, you can't even give- You can't even let me give you benefit of the doubt, you motherfuckers. Ugh. It's terrible. We are disappointed. I'm disappointed.
4: (sighs) This sucks.
1: Yeah, yeah. look, 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 I know we complain about it, but I want to be honest here. Like, look, I really would rather not have to complain about Crunchyroll all the time. Like, I kind of
0: don't either. We don't like to do it. But we keep being forced to.
1: I mean, look, there's some things they're putting out that I enjoy. There's so they are putting out I enjoy. Like I don't, like, I don't want to be mad all the time, but like they keep putting out nonsense. It's it's exhausting.
2: Like i I'm seeing friends and acquaintances of mine going full on Kool-Aid drinker about like not 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 Kool-Aid drinker. Um That's what's the opposite of like drinking the Kool-Aid? What's like like, going hardcore into, like, conspiracy theory cynicism about Crunchyroll and every little move they, they move. And that concerns me. But at the same time, I get how they got there. Fuck. So, like, I really hope we're not seeing a bunch of sub-only Blu-rays over the next couple of months. Because if we are, that's... That's actually going to make me think, oh, they just didn't want to dub this uh, (sighs) title. The only thing I will say is
5: this, is if they actually manage to get some of their horrendous backlog of stuff out, of stuff that they
2: haven't dubbed yet, at least it'll be out. It'll be out, but then it's clear, like, oh, that's the cynical part. You didn't want to or you didn't try. So you're like, we could still make money off of this, even if we don't put in the money to broaden the audience. I'm mostly talking about the months and months of stuff that has just... No, I get you, I get you. Trust me. 78 releases a month is not going to satisfy the fact that there's like literally 40 anime a fucking season.
0: And and when we're down bad and disappointed by a big, giant, billion-dollar conglomerate... We looked to the little guys to lift us up, and thankfully, Discotech was here to save the day for a spectacular edition of. El Discotech Day! 10! Disco Disco um. Make
3: up your own goddamn
5: I really need to use
2: the bat. That's not a good man, man, that's your catchphrase. <laughs> Bro. Uh Bro. <laughs> You're like fucking Fred Fred Burger. I
4: have to make poo-poo! Uh. Uh. I
5: will uh be back in, in a moment.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll just uh We'll just carry on cause we're on a bit of a time crunch, so... Yes, uh, yes, we are. We both shall get started, and we start with something that, uh, well, it's good news for all the Magical Girl fans out there. They got the TV show, Magical Girl Lyrical Nanoha.
2: You know what? This is a pleasant surprise, actually. I, I figured, like, they, they had the ins, considering they got the new movie, but, like, wow, yeah, no, original Magical Girl Lyrical Nanoha. That's, that's actually pretty wild. And mm-hmm. I've heard good things about the series. Man, cool. this is like a this is like a very different old-timey
3: like bang zoom dub, huh? Yep.
2: God, it's only like 15 years old. Oh my god, it's only been 15 years. <laughs> uh yes, this dates back to uh 2004
0: actually, so almost 20 years. Wait, I thought the dub was twenty twenty two thousand nine.
3: 2009 oh yeah Uh, where's the damn damn. what's up yeah 13 episodes uh,
0: full upscale is going to be on here yes the uh, bang zoom dub is included along with some cleaned up subtitles it'll be coming out in 2024, and uh, yeah, this was announced at Anime Expo 2007 from Genion. on. Oh, okay, yeah, so. Yep, that's a that's a good thing to pick up. That's yeah, a good thing. Th- this was this was during the uh, licensor menagerie uh, between Jenny on and ADV and Funimation when the industry was on a collapse. So are we, don't we talk, speed? We don't. R- we don't, we, don't, we don't talk about those days. Anyway, moving on from the license rescue vehicle, we go.
3: Handmade May has anyone ever seen this show?: I have not. This was an experience. Nope. Yeah, it is uh a,
0: a, a bit of a stereotype kind of kind of show. Uh, put up on with a, a little tiny maid girl who gets plugged into his computer. Sure. This is from the year 2000. Yeah, and the, the Pioneer dub is included, which includes the likes of Steve Candon, Bob Marks, Leah Sargent, Michelle Ruff, Wendy Lee, Dorsey Malendres, along many others. Yeah, I'm sure. It also says weird DVD extras included, which uh, was a thing Pioneer did back in the day. Of course they did. Yeah, it's restored upscales. that's coming out next year, along with another weird uh pioneer title from the far reaches of the Tenchiverse. Dual Parallel Trouble Adventure. An SD Blu-ray set of all 13 episodes and the OVA with the Pioneer Dub.
2: Improved subtitles and all those weird DVD extras included. I'm learning a lot about like stuff that I just never knew about. It's like, of course, I guess, of course, there was more Tenchi Muyo like spin-off stuff, but still, like, alright. <laughs> Sort of interconnected kind of, sort of. Man, fucking even if I don't know any of these stuff, I always love Discotech Day because it's like I feel like I'm learning so much. <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. He does look a lot more like Tenchi now that I am actually like uh checking that's out the. That's end. just basic Masaki Kajishima art design.
3: But is it better than uh uh GXP?
2: Everything is. Is there anything in the series worse than GXP? Maybe the fifth OVA. Uh, I have anyway. no context to check to Techi Muyo. It really is one of those series that I'm like genuinely impressed out of every everything has not rebooted at this point.
0: Yeah, and say Kajishima just wants everybody to talk for a half hour at a
2: time. It's like, I understand it it wouldn't be the same and you would get different people playing this cast, but like... It feels like at this point there needs to be some barrier of entry, because right now the barrier of entry is not there. Yeah, okay. Anyways, new Tenshi spinoff, cool. Kind of, sort of, but uh, yeah. Okay, we have a loop on
3: update. The magic number is maybe four. We are at four
0: TV specials left. Yeah. and There's another one coming out. Sweet Lost Night. This is as basic as it gets. It's just a TV special. Clean up scale. Sub only. Sadly,
2: coming next year. I mean, like we're sort of at the point where I think they know, and TMS knows they're not going to dub every single goddamn Lupin thing.
1: Uh, yeah, they, they, yeah, they got to the point of like really forgettable do that and special, so of course they wouldn't dub those.
2: Yeah, I, I think they were specifically actually mentioning during the show. It's like, look, we can't, we can't dub every single Lupin thing. People have asked us to dub part two. There's no way we can afford to dub all of part two. Uh, and like a lot of the specials either TMS was like we thought this would be a good one to dub, or they stepped in or were like, no, this was actually a really good one. I think they they specifically like backed episode zero and that's how that one happened. So it's case by case. The one that looks like I dream of genie probably wasn't going to be as interesting or worth it, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Four. Can count it on one hand, folks. That's. That is nuts crazy. We're almost there.
0: All right now for the Nihon Nights sub label of live action movies. We start with something that is very discotheque in scope. This is insane. Bella, Humanoid Monster. This is a spin off movie of the Humanoid Monster BEM franchise, which dates back all the way to 1969.
2: So this is like a live action like spin-off thing where somebody discovers the lost real finale to the anime and then it's driving the guy who finds it insane. Oh my god, this movie is a creepy pasta. Oh my god, this is a creepy pasta.
3: <laughs> like what an insane
2: what an insane batshit premise. I'm, I'm like, wow, who is this for? And it's like, oh, this is for like five sickos, and they're going to be so into it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is about in
0: December, so they uh, will be able to see it pretty soon. Yeah, oh, wow, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, this is part of their December slate. Crazy.
2: Yeah. All right, yeah, cool, go, go, go.
0: Yeah, the second one here is... Fatal Frame. It's a movie based on the Kelly Techno game. Fatal,
2: Fatal Frame, Fr- Fatal Frame Zero. It was a recent live action movie. I heard mixed things about it, but Fatal Frame getting representation is always cool. I know people who are really into those games. Also, I need to talk about how funny this trailer was when they played the theme song of the movie, and I'm like, that was that was not the song I was expecting out of <laughs> out of this. It was like some fucking Avril Levine shit. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh,
0: coming out next year. And we have here an old Viz release coming to Blu-ray. Kamikaze Girls. This looks fucking crazy. Mm, yeah. Um, this is a movie adaptation of, I believe, a novel of the same name. This was originally released by Viz back in two
2: thousand and five. This six, is a wild seven? way to find out. Viz has licensed other live action stuff in the past not related to like IPs they own. Cause like I know <laughs> they did like the JoJo Diamond is unbreakable movie, but like I didn't know they, they they've released live action stuff until this.
1: I mean I mean they had I mean they had their definite movies back in the day.
2: Okay. And I don't think about Unre- Unre- Unrelated to other IPs they own, the point still stands.
0: Hmm. Yeah, this is a uh, travelogue coming of age movie that goes places and is very weird. Yoko Kano? Yeah, she did the music for this. I'm just like watching the trailer now as we're talking about this. Yoko fucking Kano! Yep. This is a borderline kitchen sink disc with a uh, translation because the old one was kind of, meh, was making up stuff, interviews, work print footage, TV spots, other trailers, Nomake, a short film, and a music video. It's all
2: coming out next year. See, this isn't everything in a kitchen sink release that you could at least show to your film class professor and it'll be like, oh, hey, that's pretty cool. Instead of giving you an F for bringing in recently my sister is unusual to show in class. <laughs> <laughs> see, uh. see, that's the difference between film theory and like smut. Yeah, like like look. Uh. Recently, my sister, usual nobody's gonna pretend that's high art. It's just like I'm still impressed. That's like, oh, sorry, we accidentally made this a kitchen sink release, which is <laughs> uh, that 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 always gets me. Accidentally, we made this one of the best releases we could.
0: Uh. All I have to say is that uh, the the other girl in here, the blonde girl, looks like Uma Thurman and Kill Bill, and I think that's kind of cool. Oh my, oh my god. I, uh. It's not Uma Thurman I'm just saying it's just, she just she just looks like Uma Thurman. No, I I I hate that I see it. That's why I'm upset. Uh, well then, uh, we shall move on to the other sub-labeled Toku Time. Their Tokusatsu label we have here. Hurricane Polymar. It is one of the Tokusatsu movies of all time. Oh man, this was a wild trailer to watch. Yeah, this is a, a Tatsunoka adaptation from 2016, directed by one Koichi Sakamoto. You all know who he is. Wow. And if you don't, just watch like anything from Power Rangers from 1993 to like 2015.
2: But yeah, this was a wild trailer. It's all angles, and it's a very glistened, shirtless man just beating up the cops. So, you know, a real one. Yeah. (laughs) That's also due out next year.
0: And of course, we all know Discotech Media is the primary source for weird old American cartoons. We have one here coming out uh, next year.
2: Extreme Dinosaurs. God, I... How many... How many fucking teenage mutant ninja turtles (laughs) wannabes are there? Well, this was this was a street a street shark spinoff. Yeah, that was uh, the funniest thing was discovering this isn't actually its own teenage mutant ninja turtles knockoff. This is a spinoff of another teenage mutant ninja turtles knockoff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, now (laughs) I like to mention where these shows came from. We talked about you know stuff from kids WB, Fox Kids at one point uh u s c network cartoon express this one I have no idea where it aired. It aired on some syndicated block in nineteen ninety seven i uh, i I don't know what channels it was on. does wiki even say no it was just some syndicated block of of t v shows that was passed around to local t v networks so uh oh it
2: doesn't it didn't even have a dedicated channel. it was just getting passed to like local stations yeah wow
0: that's and uh, and this was uh, sourced from the best available elements because, of course, it was. We had to, they had to get stuff from Europe. They had to get PAL tapes. It's only in mono because they don't have any stereo audio available.
2: Ah, uh, uh, Scott McNeil, Sam Vincent. This was indeed a '90s cartoon. Oh God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Lord. So, yeah, that's coming out next year.
2: Is that 52 fucking episodes?
0: Yeah, and it all aired in like three and a half months.
4: Ooh. Ooh.
2: It's a. Uh. This is why media preservation is good. Because if this came out today, this would get tax-ridden faster than you could say Infinity Train. Oh. Okay, moving on for a 4K
0: update. Because Discotech is the legit market leader for 4K anime in the
3: U.S. And we have another one here. Belladonna of Sadness.
2: Oh, who wants some good art house trippy shit?
3: Yes. They're
0: releasing this on 4K uh, Blu-ray, citing the Sinalicious 4K transfer that came out a couple years ago with a new HDR grade. There'll be a combo release. It'll have a 4K Blu-ray and a regular Blu-ray disc on here. Uh, the compression will be better. There was a commentary from Mike Toole on the disc. There are fresh subtitles and interviews of previous releases. Apparently, this took 22 hours to render on Justin's M1 Ultra
2: Mac Studio. It's oh, my out God. In 2024. Taking an entire day to render is like, wow. That That computer must have been screaming. Well, hmm. Mac Studios are kind of quiet. Okay. It, it's like like screaming on the inside like a Fluttershy, you know. Hmm. Well, if it were a
0: Windows PC, it would be melting into pieces after the first hour. Oh, yeah. That that thing would just be
3: soup.
4: <laughs> <sighs> soup.
3: You good? Okay. okay, then.
4: Yeah, I think so.
2: Okay, then. But yeah, no, Bella, that's a good one. 4K Blu-ray, Belladonna. That shit's gonna be crisp. Oh yeah. And now for another license rescue. That is a bit of
0: a uh, full circle thing for Justin Savakis here. Jet, this one's all you. I know nothing. This is Kurokami the animation.
1: No, uh, yeah, I'm uh, pretty. I'm pretty excited for this one. I watched it back in the day. I. Uh... Might have, might have been Netflix or something. I can't remember exactly where I mm. watched
0: it. But uh. this is this is quite the interesting title because it was the first uh, "quote unquote" official simul dub, though uh, SD Gundam might challenge that claim. Well, I, it, it, I find of, this one being the okay. first simul dub. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah,
1: it was basically the first.
0: Okay, yeah, from January of 2009, that aired on the channel imagine asian which what if, it, if any of you out there had that channel you probably lived in la or san francisco or, Texas or new york what the fuck is that channel yeah, it was a channel that existed for like seven years what <laughs> yeah
1: What? <laughs> yeah but uh yeah this was interesting because uh originally it was released
0: in a very odd uh, Yeah, as it turns out, uh, Justin Savakis was brought on to work on the show for his Blu-ray release back when Bondi Entertainment was getting into that market. And they did so in a very bad way by releasing it dub-only as singles. Oh, Oh. four-episode discs in 2010. Oh yeah, yes. uh, yeah. This is why Bonsai Airshipment is not a thing anymore.
1: What the? That's yeah. And uh, good luck finding those anymore. But uh, yeah, it. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the show back in the day. It was a pretty fun time. I'm pretty, uh, pretty interested in, in, in seeing it come back. Also, like, believe uh, it or not, this show had a pretty stacked cast. Would you like to know who was in the show?
2: Uh, I'm looking at a couple of these right now. Please tell the audience. <laughs>
1: uh, let's see. We have folks like uh Van Freeman, Patrick Scythe, Michael Sister Nicholas, Barry Elizabeth McGlynn, Mark Thompson, Julianne Taylor. And as any most amazing part, uh, the stars of this show Laura Bailey and Jason Griffith.
2: Fucking what, man? They- Wow, this was like 2010. This was like on the cusp of her like getting out of the anime game and into like full gaming. Yeah, a couple other uh names here. Will
0: Wheaton as a main role.
4: Excuse me.
0: Yeah, Will Wheaton as in that Will Wheaton and uh Peter Fernandez. What? Okay. AKA um uh speed racer, AKA Robot Randy incurs the Cowardly Dog. Whoa. Randy! <laughs> uh, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, also, this was a Sensai pickup from Anime Expo 2013 that also slipped by the wayside. I. It's, at this point, it is it's pretty... It's another cl-
2: one. It's pretty clear right now anything not named Big O they dropped... And discotech is getting on the safe.
4: Mm-hmm. I certainly
2: guess. Yeah. So, so I've never heard. I've never seen this, but this is fucking fascinating to me. I and even more fascinating. Oh my god! They put out four episode Blu rays, English dub only in twenty. That that's psychotic. That, that was Bonsai Entertainment's
0: philosophy, to prevent the uh, reverse importation fears and protect the
2: integrity of the market. That didn't work out too well for them, now, did it?
0: No. Hey, remember when,
5: like, Katakawa wouldn't even give us shows on Blu-ray? Uh, that was terrible. That was terrible oh,
2: man, with, uh, that, that was
0: a wow. The a, cherry on top for this release, however, is that these Blu-ray releases will have both English and Japanese audio for the first time ever. I can't
2: believe that's like a big deal. Wow, this is Japanese and English for the first time. I'm like, what? (laughs) That shouldn't be a selling point. That shouldn't be a selling point. But for Kurikami, it is. So, you know what? I think I need, I feel like I need to own this to own a piece of history. (laughs) Is it a good show?
3: Uh, I remember it being a pretty good show. Okay, cool. Okay, so there's that. Alright, we have a Fist of the North Star update. We have the fourth
0: and final one of these movies. Fist of the North Star. Legend of the True Savior.
2: The Legend of Kenshiro. So as somebody who has never seen like, Fist of the North Star, this trailer was crazy to me because it's like... I, are, are we just straight up calling Kenshiro Jesus? Uh,
1: I mean, for the, I mean for all to the purpose. As a a, 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 pro type person, he basically is, although it's funnier because there is a character in that show who actually looks more like him.
2: So, yes. So, (laughs) this is the fifth and final in this specific series of Fist of the North Star movies.
0: Yes. And we'll have everything you'd expect New English dub trailer tv spots dub bloopers dub bloopers hell fucking yeah yeah it's coming out next year are there any new cast additions here
2: i'm going to say probably but i have not put enough research into it to say whose are the new ones and who are the returning ones it looks like everybody that needs to return is so you've still got robbie damon back as ganchiro uh featuring in the cast is jeremy inman Don Bennett, Charlie Campbell's back which there's a whole lot of history there Paul St. Peter, Doug Erholtz Patrick Seitz, Santee Wynn uh, I need to go to the next tweet uh, Richard Barsanas, Michael Sorek, Alexis Tipton, Emily Neves Lex Lang, who's also one of the Kenshiro's and is also the narrator Christopher Weikamp, uh, Christian Thorson and that's a whole lot of additional voices that I will not read but yeah, so this is the uh, final one and the wrap of the big uh, project that uh, Disco Tech and Sound Cadence were doing. Oh, wow, that mm-hmm. character does look like... Wait, isn't that... Jed? isn't that the character David Wald plays? It- you posted the, ca- the character in question that you said looked like Jesus. Isn't that David Wald's character? Yep. Okay, yeah, David Wald is Jesus confirmed. Cool. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good, okay. All
0: right, we have here the third of the...
2: Toei Puss in Boots para movies. Puss in Boots around the world. It's very funny that people don't even recognize that's Puss in Boots. They're just like, hey, that's the Toei mascot.
0: Yeah, it is um, coming out on Blu-ray next year. It has a new HD transfer. It has a very old Turner Program Services dub that was only released
2: on VHS in in the 80s. Michael tool Michael tool is looking that Michael tool aficionado of weirdo lost doves that time forgot is the sicko in the window going ha 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 yes,
1: yes. <laughs> I appreciate sure. his. I appreciate his commitment.
2: I appreciate his commitment. If you ever have Michael Tool at a pan at a convention near you, and there's a dub that time forgot panel, fucking go to it. It is an experience. It is a history lesson, and it's just a good time all around. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Now, for a humble brag, Disco Tech is the self-proclaimed market leader for harem anime, <laughs> or as Mike Cool said, "harem anime." I don't know why he says
2: it like that. It must be a reference <laughs> to like marketing stuff in the past. So the uh... new, so the new thing, the new part of their lineage of long-respected uh, harem anime licenses is a show called Futakoi. Twin love.
0: Yeah. Believe it or not, this show has never been released out here in the US
2: ever. So like, that's cool. That's exciting. I'm watching this. I'm like, okay, cool. So like he's got childhood friends and he's in love and they're they're twins. They're childhood friends. It's like, that's not really a horror anime. That's two girls. That's that's like what? Kiss S6. That's like Kiss S six. Oh my god. Ugh. Oh. So it's like, yeah, two girls, they're twins, they're into the same guy. Not a big deal. But then you see the reveal of another set of twin girls. And then another, and another, and another, and a fucking other, Till we have six pairs
3: of twins. Six pairs. That's
4: 12. 12 girls. (laughs) That's...
0: Not my pig, not my farm.
2: <laughs> I love how the opening makes me think it's like a Brainy, a brainy Bunch style thing.
0: Uh, so yeah, this is definitely one of the mid-2000s harem shows of all time.
2: It is it is the anime of all time. Yeah, uh, no dub. I, I mean, who would watch uh, it? Well, okay, I'm sad about no dub, but I I think I'll I'll make peace. Yeah. Uh coming next year. Cool. Cool.
3: And so we have our December releases. I'm going to
0: guesstimate. These will come out December nineteenth or December twenty-sixth?
2: Basically the last Tuesday of the year.
0: So Maybe the day before my birthday. So we have here uh Blue Comet SPT Lasner. Alright. Overman King Geiner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lupin Lupon the Third, Seven Days Rhapsody. Hey, nice. Uh Bella, Humanoid Monster. Alright. Fist of the North Star, Legend of the True Savior, Legend of Rao, Chapter of Fierce Fighting. God, these names mm. are are incredible. Uh, uh Z, set two.
2: Alright. Uh, And Lady Georgie on SD Blu ray. Okay, so I would like to put out there this is the fact that Discotech has now pushed their monthly releases to seven means that Discotech Media is officially putting out more anime per month than both Sentai and Crunchyroll. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is simultaneously impressive for discotech and kind of shameful on everybody else.
3: Hmm. Yep, yeah, but uh, it is what it is. It is what it
0: is. And now we come to the big pickups. This first one was a little too uh, saucy for the YouTube copyright boss because they did their stream on YouTube this
2: time which means you can go back to watch it. They, they did post the clip on their Twitter, yeah. so I, I did watch it, I was like, okay, this looks like an old-timey com- Japanese comedy, and finding out that there's some uh, Ghibli uh, repertoire and talent yes. in there it makes a lot of from
0: sense. From 1981, from Isao Takahata, first time ever in English translated, Chie the Brat.
2: The final Isao Takahata TV show before he made Grave of the Fireflies only yesterday and more. Yeah. Uh, this is deep cut 70s and 80s stuff here. It's like country Japan. It's like thick Osaka
3: accents. Yeah. It might go places.
2: This this definitely seems like there is an audience for this. I am probably not the audience for this. The fact that they picked this up, though, is still pretty god dang cool. Mm-hmm. It is cool. Next one here. I kind of was like... So, I was driving to work once we hit a certain threshold... Once we were, like got here, I think I, I heard the music and I realized what this was, and I think I audibly yelled to the ca- in the car, Whoa!
1: <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, no, like, like literally I heard the music and I literally just started jumping up my room.
0: Yeah! <laughs> Fire up the cold rain! Rainbow. Holy shit! For those who don't know, this is a 2010 series from Madhouse. It is a 50s uh, prison period piece kind of show. Funimation had it for a while, only streaming on their on their online services. They never dubbed it. They never released it. They never never released it. That's the weirder part than the yeah. They never did
2: anything with it. So this is technically the first time it's getting a home video release in the U.S. That's wild. Yeah. So I feel is is it okay to talk about the theory of why they dropped this? Is that known or just stipulated? I wouldn't know. So what is it? So this, I believe the, there, this is no definitive proof, but I feel like there's been a running theory that the dropping of rainbow was specifically because it happened in a similar period as what happened with a uh, little known creep by the name of Jerry Sandusky. Oh And uh, there are okay. certain scenes in Rainbow that are pretty uh heavily explicit. Okay yeah, yeah, I
0: remember that story. I remember what happened with all that and uh
2: <clears throat> So this I'm told this is a really good show, but genuine content warning for some things. Is
1: it, is it, yeah, great show. Yeah, there's some really
2: rough stuff in it. I yeah. I think I'm slightly bummed this one's not getting a dub, but at the same time, I also kind of get it. That's a,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, this one would be kind of hard to dub. Uh, it's a it's a very period piece thing. As a, as a, and as there was a point in the show where there's like a language barrier between the characters and like American soldiers, there's like no good way to dub around that. Like it, it's not
5: worth it.
4: Hmm. Mm.
2: Shoot. Okay then. Well, uh It's unfortunate, but I do get it. I'm I'm very proud and surprised that uh Disco so, got this. Yeah, Definitely want to check it well, out.
0: Well, uh let's uh, lighten the mood a little bit here with something very cool and very long awaited. Coming to Blu-ray for the first time ever. IGPX! Yeah, holy shit. I don't think we've ever talked about this show on this on this program
2: ever. Uh I don't believe you. Uh, that- it's, okay, yeah, um, you know what? It's possible, but I don't want to believe you.
1: As, uh, 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 I mean, I don't know. I have some weird relationship with that show because when I think of ITPX I always think not back to that, but to like the weird shorts Tsunami did, mean, did like way back in the day before that came out.
0: Yeah. So here's the TLDR: uh, ITPX began as like a five part micro series in 2003. Uh, it was produced at B Train. It was it was it was kind of a cool. Mecca of War kind of show. A little bit of twists in there. Then it became a full series produced as a collaboration between Production IG and Cartoon Network with Mitsu Hongo on as director. Outlaw Star, by the way. And it was
2: a racing anime. It was mech sports anime racing. Like, in hindsight, this is a wild decision to make what is effectively a sport sports sci-fi anime for a demographic of children and teenagers
1: yeah yeah, which i think is why folks here didn't quite vibe with it at the time
0: it was a bit of a tough sell i agree For, for what it's worth i enjoyed it
2: i feel like igpx is one of those things that has aged better and with the audience that didn't quite get it have grown into it that's the vibe i get with igpx in general yeah yeah
0: yeah, it, it did have a comeback in 2013 uh, on Tsunami on Adult Swim, thanks to some legal technicalities. Disco Tech did release it on DVD uh, with some with really cool extra features, thanks to some members of the
2: community. Duelists, you know them. I do. But I think now the DVD set has been out of print for a good several years now. Yeah, because they don't make those
0: cases anymore, and uh, well, uh, Number one IGPX superfan Jose Argumento has been working with them to get everything together for an HD release, which involves tracking down full HD broadcasts from somewhere. Just fucking <laughs> finding them. <laughs> and using the, mas- the magic of AstroRes because the show has weird frame rate issues going from 30 frames to 24 frames, depending on the assets, depending on the
3: scene, depending on the movements it looks good oh my god
2: it looks incredible Mm -hmm. yeah like it didn't look bad before but it's like oh my god that looks so clean that looks striking
0: and clean yeah and of course you're gonna get the tsunami version with all the ninja tune music and the uh japanese television version with the grand rodeo theme and all that music uh extras rtba uh pending licensor approval, but I believe they said, this has the chance to be a kitchen sink. Hmm. Most, if not all, of the DVD extras will be on here, which would be cool, because I believe a lot of those interviews were filmed in HD, so,
2: yeah. Man, real, man. looking at some of this stuff, you know what I've realized? Of course we age into IGPX. At the time, I don't think a bunch of kids would have appreciated how fucking smoking hot some of these adult women are. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, I don't even remember, like, this lady in, like, the suit next to her. She's swinging the bat. I'm like, oh, fuck. She's yeah. a Joel. Uh, Then there's the, then there's the, the dub cast. <laughs> I remember some of this dub cast, but it's still insane to just casually bring up. Oh, yeah. Remember the time Haley Joel Osment was the star in an anime dub?
4: Mm.
2: And his number two was Letty. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, for those of you who don't know. Michelle Rodriguez, and then also, like, Lance Hendrickson?
0: Yeah, Lance Hendrickson, Kari Walgren, Steve Bloom, Hinden Walsh, Crispin Freeman,
2: Mark Hamill, yeah, no, Tom the, Kenny. Yeah, the, the Wildcast. Wild, IGPX is definitely a series that I think has aged well, and I'm happy to see that they're putting as much love, passion, and effort into making a new Blu-ray out of it. Look mm-hmm. as goddamn good as it's going to yeah. be. And to anyone out there uh,
0: asking, why are they releasing this again? This is the same company who has released Recently My Sister is Unusual, the live-action movie, nearly every single loop on the third anything, and random American cartoons from the mid-'90s you don't remember. These people don't ask why. They ask
2: why not. The other thing I think that's important to remember is that a good amount of titles and stuff that was released by Discotech 10 to 15 years ago, A, those were on DVDs, which they're not making DVDs anymore. B, making new SKUs, if you have the license still, is a smart, valid way to keep the license And if you still retain the rights to the license, you could potentially get some really nice releases in the future. Alex, I have thrown the ball to you. I'm asking you to slam it out of the park. Okay.
0: We have one last announcement. This one wasn't quite ready for Oticon. Coming to Blu-ray the very first time, very soon,
2: is Lovely Complex. So, this, God, if this was announced at Otakon, that would have been, like, maybe one of the craziest, like, panels I would have ever yeah, seen. Yeah,
0: this one, you mm. a little bit more time for approval. It's coming to Blu-ray, it's getting an res upscale, it's the entire show. And what's this I see? The monkey's paw uncurling.
2: It's opening its hand, It's 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 holding you gingerly and saying, I am here, my child. Brand new English dump Wait, why are you here? That's exactly what I want to know. Oh man, this is so unfair. I forgot that you're stupid. Um, you're in here too, so yeah. I'm in here for scoring Z, not scoring X. What, And that makes you better than me. Yeah, I didn't flunk out. Snow rings more
5: lively
1: as ever.
2: You too.
5: This is
0: gonna be an all-summer comedy act.
2: Listen, we're not a comedy act. You hear?
0: Yeah. So the people at Sound Cadence have been working on this dub for about two years now.
2: So I did the math. I got context. I got a time frame for you. So this. So so it's mentioned before that like, Discotech Media does not have the budget to dub a 12, more than 12 episodes of anime. Lovely Complex is 24. How did they do that? Simple. Budgeting. So, the special budget, they talk about the fact that there's a special budget, so you're like, oh, maybe Toei Animation or the license holder partially paid for the funding. Nope, that's not what happened at all. No. Because they had more time, they were granted more time to dub this. They were given over two, basically two years to dub this, which meant they could stretch out the ability to sort of start and stop as they pleased. And Lovely Complex has basically been the side project for two years. Basically, there's like two main directors and a bunch of supporting directors who have been working on it in and out for the better part of two years. And that's how they managed to do it is basically start and stopping. And it's the side project. And a bunch of the actors in the show were working on other projects. So they basically just gave them longer sections. where, like, okay, you're finished recording this show. Let's do an episode or two of Lovely Complex. It's effectively insane and kind of unorthodox, but they were only able to do that because the discotheque people were chill and because the people who got the rights to license and dub Lovely Complex really, really love Lovely Complex.
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So, oh. No, to note about this release when it comes out, there will be dub bloopers and commentaries for two episodes. Yes,
2: fucking okay. Now <laughs> I am sickos. Now I am the guy in the window. I see dub bloopers and commentaries. I'm like, yes, <laughs>
4: yes.
0: Okay, yeah. And then, and we have a cast here. Oh boy, do we. So as uh, our tall queen Risa Amber Lee Connors. Mhm. As our short king, Atsushi Howard Wang. Okay, that's a we're going to finish this slide and then we'll get to it. Yeah. As Nobuko, we have Hayden Davio. That's love that for Hayden. As Heikichi, we have uh I think part-time VTuber Alejandro Saab. Oh, no, he he is just sort of regular VTuber now too, but yeah, oh, no, good. Mm-hmm. Good. Good for him. As as Chiharu, we have Sarah Wiedenheft.
2: She, she's playing the quiet and meek girl, which, I mean, I, she's done some of those. I just find that funny.
4: Mm.
2: As Ryoji, Aaron Dismuke. Hey, Aaron Dismuke, that's cool. As one Hardika, we have Tom Laughlin. I know he's been a regular on a bunch of, like, uh uh brendan blaber's like let's play streams and stuff he's been really good and he's been making a good name for himself uh jet i remember you were telling me you were pretty impressed with him in sacrificial princess
1: oh so, oh oh, yeah that's like my favorite performance in that show he's, he's great in that
2: mm-hmm. excellent i will pass that along to somebody um so did you want to talk about these this other slide or can i mention what i want to say about these characters first uh we'll just we'll, we'll do it as we
0: go along fair enough as uh, Seiko, we have Siv Ryan.
2: Ah, uh, okay. They go by Oz now, but Oz Ryan. Oz Ryan, okay. So Oz Ryan, you will know as the person who is Sarasa Watanabe in Kakeki Shoujo. They booked this before Kageki Shoujo even started. Ah, uh, okay. Wow. I'm gonna go into that timeline in a few minutes. Just you wait. I've been okay. I've been doing research. Okay.
0: As Kazuki, we have Kaden Jensen. Kaden. Kaden.
2: Kaden Jensen, fr- formerly at uh, Rooster Teeth. Uh, she's good people. Uh, give her work. Yeah. As Mimi, Marissa Lenti. Yeah, no, of course, Lenti was going to put themselves in their own show somewhere.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As Mayu, Elizabeth Quedenfeld.
2: I think she's also a VTuber, but I'm not 100% certain. Don't quote me on that.
0: All right. As Kyoji, Mark the Engineer, Mark Swint. Hey, love to see Mark in more things. As soon as that clip played, I knew the voice. As Kuniyumi, Gianni Machigarano.
2: Hey, good for Gianni. And as Umi Bozu, Brent Mukai. Hey, Brent's great too. Mm-hmm. So, first off, I have two things I will mention. Yeah, so the, so the main ensemble are couples. That's not even hyperbole. Amber Lee, Connors, and Howard Wang are married. Hayden Davio <laughs> and Alejandra Saab are married. Sarah and Aaron have been dating for several years. I don't know if they're further, but I know they've been dating for several years. That's pretty <laughs> fucking funny and wild to me.
4: <clears throat>
2: so yeah, they, they have the actual married couple, and I think the people who own SoundCated Studios... As the main characters, and I think this is one of Amber Lee Comber's like favorite
4: shows.
2: (laughs) So fucking good for her, good for Mm -hmm. her, good for them, good for all of them.
4: Uh So,
2: yeah. Sorry, what were you gonna say?
1: uh, Oh, oh, I no, it is, no, it is like yeah, it's gonna be an instant buy for me. Uh
2: This is an instant buy. I can tell the amount of work that has been going into this, and the fact that I now know the timeline of stuff has been going on. So, mm-hmm. before I go into my next thing, Alex, would you like to mention this cameo they brought Yeah,
0: in, specifically? Yeah. in a scene with uh, a certain game, we have a role called Kane Osugi
3: Risa I didn't realize this until just now, but I think about you all the time I like you <laughs>
0: Played by one Charles White, whom most of you would know as the man responsible for this wonderful meme. Woo!
3: Yeah, baby, that's what I've been waiting for. That's what it's all about.
0: Woo Yes, that is uh Penguin Zero, aka Critical, aka Moist,
4: Moist Critical. critical. Mm.
2: So, yeah, that's wild, and apparently that's a thing where it's like that character is actually, like, in the Japanese. The bit is that he's kind of, like, got bad voice acting, and it's like, you know what? Getting critical, voice critical to be a bit part like that, I think that's cute. I think that's funny. (laughs) Remembering this is Marissa Lenti makes this make a lot of sense, considering they just casually, like, I kind of want to send this audition to Corpse Husband. Let's see how that goes. So let me... (laughs) So let me explain you a thing about the Lovely Complex timeline and specifically how moist critical in this dub happened. So guess what? The entirety of Lovely Complex was basically a, a bunch of the bit parts being recorded in sessions for other shows. And we know the timeline. I have the timeline is that production on the double Lovely Complex started in April 21st and ended in March 2023, so full two-year production. So in the time, Soundgated Studios was working on the following anime: Otachi and Shimamura, Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle, Last Dungeon Boonies, Dragon Goes House Hunting, Full Dive, Memories. Prince of Tennis two, Black Rock Shooter, Kageki Shojo, chan Tribe Nine, Show by Rock Stars, the entirety of the fucking Prince of Tennis ensemble category, including the new movie from Eleven Arts, Demo Memorial Keys, Fist of the North Star, the first movie in particular, Gunbusters the OVA, and Re Cutie Honey. All of those were being worked on during the time of Lovely Complex. You could probably carbon date every actor that was working on those things as to when an episode of Lovely Complex was being worked on because that meant they were having sessions for one thing and working on another. You mentioned Mark Swint because you were happy about that. wouldn't it surprise me if Mark Swint was like doing stuff for memories and then was just like, yo, we got a Lovely Complex thing over here. Kageki Shoujo. Oz was doing stuff for... Lovely complex at the same time as recorded Kageki Shoujo. The works. Charlie White. There was an episode of Tribe 9 where they got cameos for Corpse Husband's Ball Team as a bunch of YouTube cameos and references. Including, but not limited to, Disguised Toast, The Late Technoblade, Saikuno, Valkyrie, Yong-Yi, and I think Connor, is that the guy from is Connor Kokel? Cool? Is that the guy from Yes, that's C Dog VA. So yes, a bunch of YouTube cameos were part of his team, one of which was Charles White, aka Voice Critical. That's how they got him in for lovely complex. <laughs> Amazing. This is an insane project. This is a level of like. You would not go through this level of effort with this little of budget if the people working on it did not fucking love this show and did not want to make this work. This is an insane project that Lenti has been sitting on for goddamn years. This is an insta-buy, and literally I've been like, man... People of mine, friends of mine who like want more shoujo anime getting picked up by DiscoTech, wanting more shoujo anime to get dubbed, and wanting a studio like Soundcated Studios to dub a shoujo anime, they're fucking eating good. Mm. Yep. Yeah, this, this looks great. This sounds great. This is an insta-buy. I can't fucking wait. Just give it to me already. Goes
0: to show you the Virgin Crunchyroll, oh, we, we can't dub Bochi, but we have five Kai shows for you this season versus the Chad DiscoTech. Uh, yeah, they've been working on this for like two and a half years. They're crazy, but we like them anyway. Yep. But
2: uh, no, they're the, like...
1: Something, something, passion is important.
2: Passion, time, like, look, we're not going to pretend that, like, DiscoTech is a smaller company, but... The, the, they put the love into all these insane releases. Like, this is going to be a clean restoration. This is going to be a brand new, fantastic looking and sounding English dub. This is... This is why I love Discotheque Day. Mm-hmm. This is why... I, this... Right here, this is why I love Discotheque Day. Here, here. So, yeah. major props... To Marissa Lenti, Brendan Blaber, and the entirety of their team at SoundCaden Studio for this one, this one's good. Yeah, uh,
0: I did put in one note from the Q and A bit uh, for the Digimon movie release. Production is like ninety nine percent finished. Final Q A is next. They're just waiting for uh, zero
2: two to get approved first before releasing that. Yeah, so we're gonna get some good stuff coming out over the next. Uh... Couple of months for sure. Yes, that-
0: we will. And uh <sighs> that was uh as El Grande as it can be, especially just for the last couple of things here.
2: Look, after after the giant long bitter conversation I had to ha- had to prepare myself for Bochi the Rock, ending off on how fucking cool and awesome this lovely complex thing is, is a real nice uh nice way to end the night.
0: It is, and
2: that's all for us. So any final words before we head out of here for a while? Nope. I'm good. Thanks for letting me talk. My throat's probably going to be sore and I really need to pee. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, remember folks,
0: Pluto is next week. Be ready.
1: Uh, oh boy, that's going to be a lot of discussion.
0: Yes it will. We'll we'll try and make time for it. We only have one convention left, so
2: you know, we'll make
0: time for it. Not and really, Jeff, be- you're
2: going to be good. Yeah, you're going to be going to that. Yeah, I'll be at that convention. Yeah, I, I will ask... I'm sorry I'm not going there with you, man. There's a possibility we might be in the city that Sunday for an unrelated thing if you want to meet up for lunch or something.
1: Eh, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see that works.
2: Yeah. All right, well after a very
0: long episode like this, there's not much to say other than thank you all for listening to this packed edition of Podcast ONA. We hope you'll come back next time for Pluto and maybe other things. So, until then, uh... Good night, everybody. On a three-hour show. Good night. We've been on for too long. Goodbye, everybody. Bye! Goodbye. Bye.
4: the year 2049, the world's most popular
1: motorsport is the Immortal Grand Prix. Takashi Jin could be its greatest pilot ever if he can just get over being a teenager. This season, Takashi and Team Satomi hit the big leagues on a quest to take the crown. The only thing standing in their way... 180 miles of track, and five teams determined to win. All at 350 miles an hour. They wouldn't have it any other way. Cartoon Network is proud to present the first Tsunami original series. In a special one-hour premiere, IGPX. The race begins Saturday, November 5th at 10.
4: Only Tsunami.